What's the title? Will we just beat the shit out of a bitch ass firm on bitch ass Sunny? Is that the title of the show? No, you're supposed to be talking about DNA, I think. Why is they naming that? Because whenever I woke up on the bad side of the damn bed any damn way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trust me with that. Bunch of frozen ass nuts. 100% of the time. And everything they do. Bunch of fools. So don't put no title on the show like that. Don't think I ain't going to go off of them nuts. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All so, so, so they have, didn't they just have an event? Didn't they just have an event? I don't know. We said nobody showed up. Only uh, only dumb would show up to that. It was live stream. Paid oh, live yeah. stream. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're going to get the tapes. I don't want to say no. I won't get the tapes. You want to get the tapes and y'all yeah, going to do it. get the tapes. So right I can beat this shit all the way up. Just to show y'all how crazy these people is. And they keep doing it. As a matter of fact, we're going to call the, um, the uh, what's that goddamn award you get, Sean? What's that award you get in science so when you bring something spectacular? What's the call? What Nobel? Not Nobel, P- no, Nobel not Peace, Peace Prize, Prize, but the Nobel Prize in Science. I think that's what it's called. Not the Peace and Lincoln, but the Peace of the World. What's what it called, Sean? He on the treadmill. <laughs> Take the thing off the thing, Sean. Okay, man, you can run and talk at the same time, like you did in the army, man. <laughs> Call some kid. He ain't in the army. Uh, he don't know nothing about calling no cadence. What? What? He, he ain't what? got the stamina. Uh, he ain't got the stamina, yo. No, he ain't got the stamina. No, he don't. <laughs> he ain't got the stamina. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, so. they're not going to overturn science, modern science, though. Like, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that we think that them two knuckleheads without one lab, without doing any, look, any digging, anything. You know what I'm saying? Listen. So the fact that we promote science, right, Mo? Right? Right. We don't gotta we don't we, we don't gotta actually go dig in the dirt. We don't actually gotta go in the labs. All we gotta do is get the available information on that subject and promote it. But if you're gonna overturn something, you're not gonna overturn that no damn lecture. You're not gonna overturn that talking shit on YouTube. We talking about overturn the world's opinion on how humans and every living organism transform on Earth. That these two fools that ain't never been a one said school in their life on the subject or read one book on the subject gonna actually overturn that and that the black community would actually pay money for that? That's the shit you just been talking about, Mo. About how you doing shit ragged as hell. That's that's downright embarrassing. They have actually taken the conscious community to a point of just no return, of complete tobacery and buffoonery. Think of, come on now. Like, why do we even think that? I put the link in the bank. I put the link in the bank check. What'd you say? What I put the link to the awards in the back. The science awards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. You could have just said it, big man. I know. Deal. He can do that, but he can't talk. <laughs> I know, man. And, and, and told us about it. Get out of here with that, Sean. Left side. Hey. Hey, up! Uh, they what? said, they said, where does the other species come from? What? What do you mean? What? What kind of question is that? Where did the other species come from? 
let me see. She said, uh, why Africans never speak on these species? They do all the time. I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? You can go to the Hauser. That's going to be in my upcoming book. That The Hauser talk about these archaic forms of humans. Y'all didn't know that, did y'all? The Hauser, and not to mention the Hauser. Yeah, I mean, they got some uh, de- some some Dinosaurian, I believe, mixed in their DNA. Some archaic DNA mixed in their thing. So obviously, uh, through these stories, you know what I'm saying, uh, they, 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 they kind of talk about that. Next question. Look up the you Hauser. You, you home, um, um, Unc? Are you home? Yeah, I'm home. Uh, peace and love and um, Black African Paul, brother. How you doing? I, I'm just amazed that 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 I mean that that Mo had to do a, had to do a conversation. Apologize for being intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously, has me generally uh, in dismay. And then we deal with the two the, the two nuts, General Contractor and uh, Sarah Pseudo Seti, and how they gonna overturn modern science. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 we don't have. To, like we don't have to actually do archaeology and dig in the dirt and find fossils. You know, see, we don't gotta actually go in the lab and look at DNA, right? All we do is look up the information from those particular excavations and those uh, experiments and all that. You know what I mean, and, and and then give it to the community. You know what I'm saying? But since they're gonna overturn the information, then they need to be the ones doing it, or at least get a team of people doing it. And the only people that's overturning uh, or, or attempting to overturn evolution is white people that they claim hate. And I'm talking about white Christians, intelligent designers. You know what I'm saying, feel So whenever people start talking that we're going to defeat evolution, I go right to their sources, and they're dealing with the white Christians. I had a debate with the, not a debate, but a conversation with this dumbass white boy, and he faked everybody out. They didn't realize that the white boy was really a Christian representing Jesus Christ. Because whenever you talk about intelligent design, you're really talking about Jesus Christ. And they don't even know it. You, you feel me? Yeah. And so the only information they got that could, that could look like or act like they overturned evolution is the white, crazy-ass Christians on that. Say suck you, bro. Which is yeah. bananas because it's not even scientific. I think um, one of the main things that we got to work on as a people is um the origin of man that's why that's why i put it where did man come from there but i do want us to touch on dna i don't feel that well today man My, i'm kind of sick but i'm going to try to communicate the best way i can i've been sick the past two days but um what i what i what i want to say is that my brother with all the teachings that we have received i think a lot of people have been missing why evolution is important evolution gives us an answer to where humans evolved from or where we came from how we developed into the species that we are species that we are today and i think that's a question that even though we could study marcus garvey we could study malcolm x we could study elijah muhammad we could study the great egyptian societies we could study west african history north african east african south african it doesn't matter where we study the biggest question that people can't answer is where man is from and what amazes me is that evolution gives us an answer based on a scientific theory, which is more. It means scientific theory is not a theory. So don't fall for the whole, that's a theory stuff. They have given us an, given us answers to questions that we can't answer from other schools of thought. But what I want to know, brother, all of us right here on the panel have children. 
are went to school. And in every school in America, they teach evolution as facts. Yeah, every, yeah, every school. So now, if we're going to debate and say, oh, we want to prove Egypt is before Sumer, we want to prove that black Egyptians were, majority of them were um, sub-Saharan Africans. If we want to teach that the Nubians were Africans, if we want to teach that Egypt, the Egyptians actually built the pyramids, if we mm-hmm. fight for all of that, why is it we're not fighting for the origin of man? Why are we not fighting for where man comes from? We're not saying the origin of life. There's a difference between origin of life and origin of the human species. So I want to know, why is it that we could argue about all this stuff because I think once we talk about evolution and where man comes from, it defeats a lot of these Abrahamic faith teachings. And that's why people want to run away from it. But what, what do you think about that, brother? I mean, there's no other way. Uh, Charles Darwin and um, uh, Charles Darwin and Albert Churchwood, uh, uh, they, they was both scientists and they kind of answered that question. They kind of predicted, Charles Darwin predicted that based off of the fossil record that one day, you know what I'm saying, uh, we would find uh, the origin of humanity, you know, and he said, and, and he speculated, because uh, he didn't know at the time, but y'all should know the science is predictive, okay? It has an ability to predict based off of things that you find, what's going to happen. And so, like, if you see a brick wall at the end of the street and you've ever seen car crashes before, and you see a person driving down the street 100 miles an hour without no brakes, you can pretty much predict that they're going to hit that damn wall. All right? And at 100 miles an hour, that ain't no life going to be left inside that vehicle. You can predict that. And so science does the same thing. It, acts, it, it takes variables. It takes fossils. It takes DNA and all these things, evidence, uh, math, or science, and, 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 they, and they can actually predict, you know, uh, what's going to happen. So they actually predicted that later on we will find that uh, humans is the birth that that Africa is the birthplace of humanity, and sure enough, uh, you know they started finding stuff in the Rift Valley. Uh, they found stuff in Morocco. You know what I'm saying South Africa. You know what I'm saying as they got better at what they did, that they actually found that the homeland. You know what I'm saying, and then they topped it off with DNA, which is really the, the finishing piece. You know what I'm saying uh, that that the homeland of humanity is in Africa. So I mean, this is. I mean, this is this is science 101. So to think that we got two individuals in the community who, one, can't stand science, but use science every day and technology to manipulate through their world is just beyond me. They're a bunch of assholes and a bunch of fucking nitwits. You know what I'm saying? And since I woke up on the wrong side of the, the, the bed this morning, I'm glad to see that goddamn title, Garfield. Well, you made my damn day. Anytime I get to banging them two nuts, you know what I'm saying? Boy, I'm loving that. Right? <laughs> disgrace to our community, no matter what they say. I don't care about how many people claim, well, Unc, you, you split. Well, yeah, we supposed to split away from dumb people. See, you got to have categories when you build your community. You got an area for crazy people. You know what I'm saying? You got an area for smart people. You know what I'm saying? And you got an area for assholes. And you know what category they fit in. So you would never let a group of... uh uh dumb, stupid people, you know what I'm saying, build your community from the inside out. You just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't never let a bunch of dumb people, you know what I mean, try to get your school financed, you know what I mean, or your universities financed. You just wouldn't never do it. No successful people do that. And if we're going to be serious about this work that we claim we're doing, then we need to start messing with the smart people. Now, some of the smart people might be assholes, yeah, but that's okay. 
right? But we need to be basing our thing off intelligence because nature requires you to be intelligent. And DNA is an integral part of this. And so you're absolutely right, Garfield, about the whole evolutionary thing. Did you get a chance to watch the two stupider and stupider? Did you get a chance to look at that? Um, no. The, the recent one? Yeah, the one they did they did, did that go off yet? No, I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it yet, brother. I didn't watch yeah. it yet. Yeah, because I actually promoted that for them. You know, why would you promote why would I promote that? Because you know what I'm saying? You need you you, you need to see some filthy ass sheets uh, sheets, you know, besides some clean sheets, and then you realize, right? And then we'll get a chance to actually analyze this, you know what I mean? And, and that's gonna be the nail in well, it's been the nail in the coffin. We we just digging their ass up. That's what I like to do. I like to dig you up and bury you again and dig you up and then burn you in the oven and then bury you again and then take the ashes and throw them in the ocean and then siphon the ashes out the goddamn ocean and bury you again. And I'm going to keep doing it. As long as they teaching, as long as they breathing and acting like they giving out real information, I'm going to be there banging on them bitches. Yep. Hey, bro, um, I have two questions for you. Um, the bro No, let me just read this comment. The brother said, man originates from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. I just got my passport. We'll be going there to the museum to see Lucy. I hope you know what Lucy is if you're going there to talk about Lucy and how that relates to evolution. But anyway, let me get your question in from Neder Zozer. He asks, can you please ask my brother, Ank, where did Neanderthals come from? That's the first question. The second question is, does evolution state humans come from ape-like species? Go ahead, my brother. Those two questions. Your mic's muted, Unc. Your mic's muted. Okay. Yeah, why can't he get on my own? Yeah, first of all, humans don't come from apes. Humans are apes. I'm going to say this again. Humans don't come from apes. Humans are apes. We're, we're considered great apes. So you got lesser apes and great apes. All right, hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, this is very important uh -huh. now. So now, are you saying ape as in it's a classification, that's why we're using it? Uh, it's all classification. So, so a monkey is not an ape, right? But a monkey is a mammal and the ape is a mammal. You, you, got, you get that? And so a fish is not a mammal, it's a fish. But a whale is not a fish. A whale is a mammal. A dolphin is not a fish, right? A dolphin is a mammal. A lion, a tiger, a bear, a cat is a dog. You know, a cat, a dog, they're mammals. A roach is not a mammal, it's an insect. Spiders, insects. But guess what? But a daggone fish is a vertebrae. See? And a bull is a vertebrae. And a human is a vertebrae and a monkey is a vertebrae. Okay? A ape, a great ape is a vertebrae. So what that means is that all vertebrae, all mammals are vertebrae, they extend from, from an extinct ancestor that had a spinal cord. That's what that means. That means that everything is a vertebrae comes from the same thing. Something, some extinct ancestor, you know what I'm saying, utilize having a spinal cord, you know what I'm saying? You to give them a better opportunity to reach the age of reproduction. So this is very clear. So the classifications are very clear. So why do they classify things? So 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 why? How come a human is not classified as a plant? Okay, 
A plant can't get up and walk, right? But a plant can take uh, 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 the sunlight. It's called photosynthesis and produce energy, all right? A human can't do that. A human has to build a thermonuclear reaction. They don't do it naturally. They, they can't do that. You know what I'm saying? We, the humans need to eat food, okay, to keep that energy going. We actually, all the food, all the vitamins are broken down into energy that we need. So, so, so this is why the conversation has always been for smart people, right? And the only way to get smart is to actually read and study. So, I, I mean, I ask the same questions that most people ask. I was dumb on said subject before. Years ago, 15 years ago, I was dumb. I was making all the mistakes. And then I decided to, to no longer be dumb. Let me just be intelligent and let me just read. And so you got the young pseudo, okay, and, 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 and the general contractor. They, they're not reading any books. And I blame Sarah Scrupacetti because he definitely, uh, 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 from what I know, he used to enjoy reading. I blame him. You feel me? Like, just it's read. It's simple. And, and how you doing, Mr. Wuja? And Mr. Wuja, no. Like, Mr. Wuja, he'll break down the classifications like nobody. Because, you know, we, you got to read and be intelligent. So, no, the answer to your question is um, humans don't come from apes. Humans are apes. That's the answer to the question. Go ahead, Garfield. Um, you never answered the Neanderthal question. Neanderthal are part of the human family, whether you like it or not. And look at the name, Neanderthal. Google that. Google Neanderthal. That's in Europe. So the Neanderthals don't start off in Africa. They start off in Europe. All right? All so, right, cool. So some hominid migrated to Europe and over time transformed to Neanderthal. You don't have Neanderthal bones in Africa. You don't find them there. You find them on the Strait of Gibraltar. Uh, Brother Nahisi does an excellent job on talking about Neanderthal. As a matter of fact, uh, he, he gave me a royal beat down on Neanderthal one time. Him and uh, Sister Kappa, they gave me the royal beat down on said subject. So, you know, <laughs> I got some older information and they, and they twisted me up. So, no, Neanderthal does not start out in Africa. They, by the time they come Neanderthal... What are you saying? Sister, Sister Kappa and Brother Nihisi? They yeah. beat you up? Yeah, he beat me down. But what I'm saying, but see, but I didn't cuss them out. We didn't cuss each other out. And I didn't act like they didn't know what they was talking about. We had an excellent conversation, and, and, and the way we do it on the squad is you put your information out there, and you fight like hell until you have no more answers. And then once you realize you've been defeated, you admit it, and now you, you're part of the learning process. So it's okay to get mm. defeated in information. As a matter of fact, I mean, since, since we're all basically dumb, like, because we don't know everything at all, scientists are dumb. Like, you, there's more stuff to know than we know right now. So it's not so. So that's part of it. Being able to say, you know what, I, I really I, I don't have that, and the information you brought me was way better than what I had, and it makes more sense. And you just you let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, question from Mika Ank: Is it possible to observe the evolution of a new species as it yes. happens? Yes. Um, go to the finches. Pull that article up, um, uh, Garfield. Finches. What is it called? Finches? How do you spell it? Yeah, fin, fin, shoot. F-I-N-C-H-E. Finches. The uh -huh. bird, they're birds. Hold on, let me see. Oh, they're not parrots. 
but rather passerines, which are sometimes referred to as perching birds. Many of the finches commonly kept as pets, such as Gouldian finches, owl finches, society finches, and zebra finches belong to the Estralidae family of finches. All right, hold look on. Up. Is there a specific article you yes. want me to look up? Uh, finches observed. Uh, uh, finches. Wait, finches observed in evolution. I think that's it. Or oh, finches observed going through evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, finches evolving. Uh, there's a Science Daily talking about evolution of Darwin's finches and their beaks. You want that one? Or you want um, Galapagos finches caused in act of becoming new species? You want that one? Uncut. Okay, his mic is muted. Unc, your mic's muted. Yeah, but look up that in the meantime. The Gal Galapagos finches caught in act of becoming new species. November 23rd, 2017 on BBC. All right, so that's a good um example right there. Hey, Wajawi, you there, my brother? Hello. I couldn't go. Did you hear me? Did you find it? Peace. Can yeah, you hear me? I, yeah, I found it. Let me share it on the screen and you could read it. Oh. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? How you doing, brother? Black African Power. I'm a raw squad up. I'm a raw squad up. Black African Power. Uh, peace to the panel. What's going on, Garfield? Uh, Sean, Monica. Hey, ATM Hotep. ATM Hotep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in. And, uh, uh, can I? I want to say something about that previous question about the ape. All right, go ahead. Just uh, kind of go back a little bit because um, yeah, give me a chance to read this. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, because we we hear that question all the time, um, and a lot of a lot of people will um, throw all of evolution in the trash just because they feel offended, um, because they believe that evolution is saying that men or humans come from monkeys. And no matter how many times we kick and scream that evolution does not say that, people still use it as an excuse not to deal with evolution, not to study it and, you know, to throw it out. And um, so when people ask, you know, do, 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 you know, do humans come from monkeys or apes? And I, know, I heard you already answer and say that, you know, humans don't come from apes, humans are, are, are apes. But I want to just give a, something that people can actually look up. if you. Um, First of all, everyone who wants to deal with evolution, you're going to have to study taxonomy. All right, you're going to have to study taxonomy. And taxonomy is a classification system, how things are classified and the classification labels. And once you study taxonomy, and I'm talking about biological taxonomy for, you know, living organisms and humans are a part of that. So when you when you study taxonomy and how things are hierarchical uh, laid out and labeled, everything will start to make sense. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the word ape is used as a nickname for the um, taxonomic uh, category of family. All right. If you if you look at taxonomy, we, we have a, a hierarchy. We have a kingdom. We have a phylum. We have a class. We have an order. 
um, we have a family, then we have a family, and so on. And so uh, below the family, we have a, a tribe, we have a genus, and we have a species. So for example, people have heard uh, the term homo genus. All that's saying is that we're of the genus homo. Our species is homo sapiens. And we are simply of the subspecies of that, um, of homo sapiens sapiens. But above that, you have homo sapiens. Above that, we have genus homo. And then we're of the tribe hominini. And then above that, we have a family. And our family is called hominidae. Again, hominidae is the family. And hominidae is nicknamed ape. So, so there's lesser apes. And then there's great apes. And we are of the great apes that come out of Africa. So this is where the whole notion about apes and humans and that question and everything come from. It's simply a, a, a synonymous title for the family, for the taxonomic family of hominidae. So you can interchange the word hominidae with the word great ape. That's it. It's just that simple. Not that we are apes, the, the animal that we call apes today. It's a classification label. All right. So I just wanted to kind of add that so people can, you know, first of all, know what to look for. And then two, relax a little bit and you have to start studying. Everything will start to make sense. We don't have to throw everything out the window because, you know, we we don't want to spend time to uh, study these things. You know, we tend to tend to destroy or dislike things that we don't understand. So our job is to seek understanding, to seek comprehension, to seek competency and proficiency in all these different things so you know whenever this stuff comes up i try to give people something to look at look into so that you know people can uh relax a little bit but that's all i wanted to add all right hey Wuja. hey what hey y'all can hear me yeah quick question before you say anything um Quick question I want to clear up real carefully for a lot of people. If you do not know where humans come from and you believe that a God created man, from you cannot be in this conversation. No, you can't. You cannot be in this conversation. Forget about it. Yes. My brother, <laughs> Betrayer, who said the Smithsonian says Neanderthals come from Africa and Ang failed. Now, he's trying because he's using the Smithsonian, but you show me a nature article or a scientific article you. No, hold on. Wait a minute. Um, I remember, I got these man. Do they know who they? Hold on. Let me let me let me do this. Hey, do y'all know who the hell y'all talking to right now? And by the way, hold on, Marcel Amintop. Wujau never said that. He never said that our great grandparents was a fish. He never said that. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. <laughs> no, that, that's a great, that's your great um grandparents. My great 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 millions and millions and millions of years ago great 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 grandmother was a damn fish and you can't prove me wrong now deal with it Mm-hmm. Next question. Next question. So uh, watch this, Garfield. Go ahead, my brother. Why do men have hernias? 
Do you know? Wooja. Yeah, Mike can't hear me. I'm Garfield. Hey, Wooja. Yep, I'm here. You can hear me. So what the hell happened with Garfield? Okay, so Wooja, why do men have hernias? Why do men have what? Hernias? Yeah, do you know why? No. Go ahead, tell Okay, me. so basically a her hernia is where your stomach lining, lining is weakened and your stomach starts to get exposed. That's a hernia, and it bulges out. That's why you see people's stomachs, little knots bulging out. That's a hernia, because the stomach line is weakened in that area. So the question is, why are men's stomach liners weakened? Well, it goes all the way back to that fish I was talking about. And so if you was to take a fish and cut it open and break down the anatomy, you would find that those male fish have testicles, you know what I'm saying, close to their brains, right? And so over time, as that fish develops, you know what I'm saying? And that fish end up walking on land. Look up telelic. It's called telelic, or the fish that does push-ups, right? Over time, those particular gonads actually travel down over time, you know what I'm saying, they end up being in the place where they are at men today, but that traveling down of those uh, uh, gonads or nutsack actually weakened the stomach line. Now, go look that up. How about that? Now. There you go. Hmm. Simple. If you study the information. Yeah. Hey, let me say this again to all the Abrahamic faith believers. If you believe that God created man, this conversation is not for you. It is not for you. All right. Pull on, Unc, and I'll say this again. Because when you believe that some something outside of self-created man, some spook, it doesn't add to the conversation. Oh. Oh, I'm going to... Your phone in and out. Hey, hey Garfield. Hey, Garfield. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I'm, I'm here. here. I don't want to acquiesce to a faulty premise. All right? So here's a faulty premise. That actually, the evolution actually teaches where man came from. That's not evolution. All right. So evolution does not teach that uh, how man got to earth. You know what I'm saying? Or where man can't, it don't, it don't teach that how man got there. It don't teach that. It does not teach how life got to earth. Evolution don't, that's not the theory of evolution. That, that's something else y'all would have to deal with. The theory, the theory of evolution only deals with life after it's here. Scientists want to know after life got here. How did it transform into these into the most diversity to the diversity? How, how did it transform into a tree, a bird, a bee, uh, a cell, single cell organism? That's evolution. So, so you can be in an Abrahamic faith. As a matter of fact, the Catholic Church already signed off on it. So, why they call it the Universal Catholic Church? Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? They they got a science department. Like they already signed off on that. You know what I'm saying? See, they smart. And so the Hebrew Israelites in America need to get fucking smart because you can say, yes, evolution. you can just simply say that Yahweh put life here. And after that, you know, evolution or, or, or Yahweh used evolution. You could just say that, but you can't say evolution does not occur. You can't say it because the Bible doesn't explain the diversity in life. It does not. Evolution is the only thing is, is the only uh, quote unquote theory that explains that. I just want to say that. 
So you can say you can the Muslim can say that Allah did it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh Nile Valley Africans can say uh uh um uh Kaloon or whatever. Hey, but you know what? Would y'all always say this though? Believing in evolution doesn't take away from you believing in a God. He always it just don't. That. He always say that. So I don't know why we want to move bro. apples and oranges. I don't know why we're mixing up both things, but hey. Um, somebody's asking about the common ancestor. Um, do you want to get into that? Or go well, into we'll that? see. We starting to jump and skip all around, and this is what we can never do. This complicated subject matter. So you know, Wuja, hold that common ancestor. Um, so did, you, did anybody have any questions on why human beings nutsack the males as where it's at today, and why they got hernias? Did you heard that right, um, Garfield? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, so that's so all that fish joke. The jokes on y'all. Y'all joking. And so the question is, and Wuja explained it, right? So the question is, if you, when you go to anatomy class, when you get to the next level, and some of your children and some of y'all will be going to college, and some of you will study cadavers. You know what a cadaver is. That's a human body, a dead human body. Well, before, you, before they allow you to go in and start cutting open a goddamn human body, you will be you will experimenting on fish the same way we all did in science class and we didn't fucking know it. So when you was in science class in the sixth and seventh, eighth grade and ninth grade, you didn't go cut no human body open. You didn't cut no goddamn rat open either. What, what's the first thing we we cut open in science class, Wuja? You're just a frog. There you go. Why in the hell would we be cutting open frogs? Because frogs have skeletal skeletal systems. So why would people going to get their degree and doctorate degrees, right? You have to know anatomy. Why would they have to cut open fish? Because if you cut open a damn fish, you can learn a lot about the human body. Why, why is that statement so factual? How can we actually cut open a fish and a frog, right? right and actually learn about the human body? Because I told y'all, I said a fish is also a vitebrain. Wuja broke it all down for you. They're vitebrae. They mean they have they, they have skeletal systems. They have spinal cords. And so you learn about the rudimentary uh, 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 a skeletal system and spinal cords and and do the study of fish. You don't just jump on no complicated body of a human. But I mean, y'all gotta really take y'all time on this, man. See, y'all too spooked out and y'all can't separate y'all religion and y'all belief from the goddamn real world sometimes. I'm telling you right now, if you're going to be uh, a quote-unquote uh, paleontology or a doctor, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna, you, you got to study fish. You're not going to just dive open and start cutting, cutting open a complicated human body. No, so the first thing you do, first thing you do in class, is first thing we did in science class was cut open those frogs, which gave you a view of what the human body is going to be. Y'all didn't even know that. See, you got to be smart. Right. So now let's get back to the common ancestor part right now. What is meant by common ancestor? Well, the fact that everything, everything, everything that has a goddamn uh, a spinal cord has a common ancestor. Hmm. Everything that has cells in a body have a common ancestor. I mean, it's like interesting to me. You know what I'm saying? So the common ancestor, well, aren't we ain't found a common ancestor. We don't know. You don't gotta find a common ancestor. So, so if you, so, so, so if somebody was to take an engine, right, and drop it, and it all fell apart, and all the pieces went everywhere, 
All you would have to do is find the pieces, right? And then find the pieces, you could reconstruct that, that engine without never having putting the engine together. Simple. Hey, if I can, um, I think I think if I if I uh get like five minutes to show to share something, I think it'll like say let lay the foundation for a lot of these questions because some of these questions. But, but Wuja, hold on for a minute. Thing. Hold on. We went too far because remember we 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 was uh, the question that we that we almost glossed over, right? And then you can get to that. I think the young lady asked or someone asked. Remember that Garfield? They said, "Where can you observe evolution occurring in nature? Can people see it?" That that we never answered that. Yeah. You read that article. Right? Yeah, I got it. I got it right here, bro. Let me share my screen. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna mute my mic because you get an echo when you talk. I'm gonna mute my mic. I'm gonna share my screen. Damn, I got to find that. Uh, Finches. Well, the thing is, is that if people don't understand what evolution is, they won't even know what they're watching. No, I don't think he's saying on video. You're right. Well, we can tell you that. You can go ahead, but I just want to make sure we kept that. It, it don't matter when we do it. Uh, we just don't. We don't want no, to no, no. I mean, go, go ahead. I was just saying that people have to really understand because I, I swear a lot of no, but go ahead then. Go ahead. A lot of the problem. No, 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 if no, you if ahead. you have it up. Now go ahead, because so you can complete that out. And um because I'm because you know I'm going I'm going I'm I'm going hey, um, it's up, Unc. The article is up. I don't know. I can't see it. You all know me. I, I will slow a conversation down to speed bump speed. Well, go ahead, because I want to read the article before I start stumbling and stamming on the motherfucker. I ain't read it in a while. So you go ahead. We just wanna we wanna make sure that we come back to that. That's all I wanted to do. All right, so go ahead, take your time. You, which one you got? You got the one in nature, yo. Yeah, which one you got? No, no, I'm, 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 man. I'm, no, I'm talking about Garfield. Oh, I'm gonna read this. Which one you got, Garfield? I got the one. Signs that new bird species have evolved on the Galapagos, Galapagos, and scientists watch it happen. That article, right? Right, I have the one with um from Science Magazine, Rapid Hybrid Speciation in Darwin's Finches. Send it to my Facebook, to my thing, so I can, to my, uh, I mean, on Facebook. So I'm going to send it to you right now. All right, so I'm going to go over it like I thought I was. I suppose Ben did that. And you go ahead and take your time, Wuja. But we just want to make sure, because when people watch these videos, they're like, man, that question didn't even answer. And that shit frustrating to me. Yeah, I was saying because people ask questions that, you know, if they if people understood evolution, uh, some questions right. wouldn't even be asked in the first right. place. But go ahead. Go ahead, Wu. I'm going to read this article, Golf. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, Golf, I don't know because I, I think it's stuck on Ox. Uh, you, could, you could share your screen. Hold on. Let me get you right now. Present to everyone. You're good. You could share whatever you want right now, brother. I'm going to mute on my. Okay, I just want to address a couple of things um, first. Hopefully, everybody can see. Um, we'll be able to see my screen. Uh, just, co just confirm for me that you can see my screen before I start talking. I don't want to. We can see it. You can see it. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Let me just get my cursor over. Okay. So, um, and I'm just laying the foundation, right? And and it, it may answer some questions that was already asked or not. I'm not sure, but I just want to lay a foundation that people could stand on when they do ask some questions uh, for the day. So they won't, so we won't have questions from, from every direction and all over the place. 
Okay, first of all, I recommend that everybody who wants to um, have a discussion about evolution to get this book. I have nothing to do with the book or its author, but it's a book that I suggest people get. It doesn't cost much. It's only $9 on Amazon. It is called The Magic of Reality, written by uh, Richard Dawkins. All right. Um, it's written, you know, that a, a 12, 12 year old can understand uh, these principles and concepts. All right. So it's very, very, um, a very, very good read, very easy read. All right. And uh, in this book, uh, everything is written out as questions. And then, you know, within the content of the, chap the chapter, it seeks out to answer these questions. And one of the, the uh, statements that are made is that there is no such thing as a first human or, or first man. There's no such thing as a first human. And that may sound crazy and perplexing at first, but when you read and you understand how evolution works, you'll, you'll understand exactly why that's said, all right? But I wanna just establish uh, that point first, all right? So the question is asked, asked, who was the first person? And the answer is, there never was a first person. Go ahead. People can't see the screen for some reason. They can't see the screen. I don't know hold why. Hold on, Garfield. It's probably me. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Mo. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, She's a woman. She's an excuse. She's a woman. She's an excuse. Uh, <laughs> she, she spent the whole hour apologizing for being intelligent on showing us how we should actually go by financing a school. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Give me a minute. I'm going to the other room. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, Mo, nobody better not to talk shit about you, neither. Hold on a second. Eric Carshaw, there's no pine trees that's been around for 500 million years. Stop it. Stop he it. What did he say? Pine <laughs> trees have not evolved for over 500 million years. Why not? Eric Carshaw, please. Five. I'll kick, I'll kick a suit off. Don't do no, that. No, no, no. Don't kick them out. Okay. Ask, where, ask where can we read that at? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your source? Yeah, just give it to us so we can look at it, bro. No, Admiral, I'm actually sick. I got, I got a cold. I got a slight cold. Slight. All right, go ahead and say who's job. I click on you. Okay, uh, man, I must have a big delay. Sure. You gotta share it again. I must have a real big delay. Okay, but you can see. All right, all right. Everybody got a mute though, because you got like a little chipping going on. Uh, okay, can you hear me? You hear me now? Yes, you're good. Okay, all right. So let me. Uh, all right, I'll just repeat what I said. All right, so I, I was I was saying that. Um, okay, so first, I was recommending this book. All right, um, it's, it's a book written by by Richard Dawkins. It's on Amazon. It was nine dollars at first. It may have changed. Price may have changed. But anyway, anyway, it's called The Magic of Reality how we know what's really true, all right? And I say it's, it's written um, very good, easy, easy read, all right? And so um, the point I'm recommending this is because there's a, a key question that's asked or statements that are made about the origin of humanity. And so the question was asked, who was the first person? And the answer is, there never was a first person. And it goes on to say that every animal Every person ever born belonged to the same species as its parents. Now, I want everybody to kind of really let that marinate for a minute. 
and 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 I'm, I'm gonna read the rest, but it's gonna be clear. But I'm gonna repeat it. It says every animal, every person ever born belonged to the same species as its parents. In other words, you are what your parents are, and your children are gonna be or are what you are throughout the entire timeline, um, the evolutionary timeline. All right, think about that and what it means. So, but I'm gonna keep reading. You can take that back as far as you like. For example, 185 million generations ago and realize that your 185th millionth or 185 millionth grandparent was a fish. And that's where the brother was um, quoting me because I, I had um, presented this before. All right. So your 185th, 185 millionth grandparent was a fish. At first sight, it sounds paradoxical to say that your 185 millionth grandparent was a fish. But on the other hand, every single generation on the way back there belonged to the same species as its parents and children. All right. So remember that we're, we're, we're going through time. That's why it says on the way back there. All right. The point here is that the process is incredibly gradual, incredibly slow. It takes millions of years. We're familiar with this kind of gradual and imperceptible change because all of us started off as a baby and became a toddler and became a child and became a teenager and became an adult. And there never was a moment when you can say, yesterday I was a toddler and now I'm a child or yesterday I was a baby and now I'm a toddler. It doesn't happen that way. The same is with the hour hand on an analog watch. You can't see it move, but if you wait for an hour and look again, you find that it has moved. That's like evolution. It's kind of fortunate that many intermediates are extinct, which is why we can divide the living kingdoms into separate species that can't interbreed with each other. But if all the ancestors were still alive, then there would be a complete continuum between every creature and every other creature going back to the common ancestor and forward again. So going backwards and forwards, it would be a continuum if all of the species or ancestors were still alive. And as you go back, every single generation was the same species as its parents. So I'm gonna repeat that again. As you go back through the evolutionary timeline, as you go back, every single generation was the same species as its parents. There never was a Homo erectus parent who gave birth to a Homo sapien baby. If a taxonomist would have been around back then, they would have been classified as belonging to the same species. Okay, and that's a quote uh, coming out of the book, um, evolutionary by. Uh, oh, actually, this it's coming out of the book that I just. Uh, showed you all that I recommended you all to get. All right. So that lays a foundation. That's that's you know, that has to marinate on everybody's mind uh to see things and how gradual things change. And that's a very, very critical point to remember that every single living organism on the planet is of the same species as its parent. So when people say like uh there's no such thing as as I said a Homo erectus Two Homo erectus parents giving birth to a Homo sapien baby. It doesn't work that way. 
Everything is very, very slow and very, very gradual. So here's a visual um, picture to help illustrate uh, the point. So if you if you look at these uh, pictures, if these were portraits of of humanity going throughout the timeline. All right. So every single picture here represents a snapshot of a generation going backwards in time. OK, now. If you if you were to have a stack of pictures and lay them out, you know, sideways like you see it on the screen of every single generation of 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 humanity going all the way back throughout the evolutionary timeline, what's what's going to happen is if you grab any two pictures that are side by side anywhere along this line, if you grab two pictures that are side by side that are next to each other, the the pictures are, are going to look alike the two the two individuals in the picture are going to look alike every single time no matter where you pull out the two pictures from i can pull out two pictures side by side way 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 back here or in the middle or towards the front you know more towards the present those two pictures the individuals are going to look uh the same all right it's only when you pick out a picture from here and then skip a bunch of pictures and then pull out another picture that you'll start to see the difference. That's how evolution works. It's a very gradual process. So if you look at the two pictures that are pulled out, even in this diagram, um, it's showing three. So you see this first one here with a cartoon character holding this picture. You see how that person looks and then pulling out this picture way, way back here looks completely different. And then skipping some, look at this picture. They're different. So it's only when there are large, huge gaps that we can start to make these distinctions and differentiations. But if there was no such thing as the gaps and you were actually to witness evolutionary time, if you, if you, were, if you were some fly on the wall watching evolution take place throughout the millions and millions and millions of years, you would not notice any changes occurring. The same way that a parent um, deals with their children if you see your child every 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 single day and you look at yourself every day, you don't notice the changes. It's not until a relative comes over for the holidays that they say, wow, uh, so and so you've grown. You've grown big. You know, you've grown. Look how much you've grown. You know, that's that's what people say to your children. But you see your children every day. You don't you, you can't see the growth until until you mentally create gaps. It's like, wow, I remember when you were, uh, you know, you were just yay high. Now you, you know, five foot five and six foot tall. Wow. You know, that's how it happens. But on a much, much, much larger uh, scale. So I want to make sure that's clear to everyone. Hey, hey Wuja. Yes. That pic, go back to that picture again. That one. Right. And so what I want to add real fast before you continue is that those pictures, y'all can say it represents skeletons and bones. And the only reason you have these gaps is because it's hard to find fossilization of these particular bones or these carcasses. So most bones are actually, they're biodegradable, right? And if they're not uh, fossilized, you know what I'm saying, uh, in sediments, then you, then, then you will never have that. So it creates the gaps. Now, if we had every single solitary skeleton of every living thing that lived on Earth, then, then, then those cars will all be filled out. I just want to just add that in there. Okay, yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm saying. If it if it weren't, and that's what I was reading, um, where it says, it says that it's actually 
uh, fortunate here. It says, it's kind of fortunate that many intermediates are extinct, which is why we can even divide the living kingdoms into separate species that can't interbreed with each other. Okay, if it weren't for these intermediates, uh, which we're calling gaps, if it weren't for these gaps, it would be very, very hard to um, categorize and label things because it'll be a big continuum. It will be a, 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 a continuum. The same the same way as um, temperature. This is this is why this is why we don't divide uh, temperature like that. We can't divide temperature scientifically because you have to ask the question, where does hot stop and cold begin or where does cold stop and hot begin? It's all subjective. Mm -hmm. You can't scientifically uh, make that determination because there's no gap. It, the temperature just is just a continuum from, you know, for example, zero degrees Celsius to 32 degrees Celsius. You know, it's just from zero to 32. So you're basically saying that's how the, that's how it is with, with the evolutionary process. It's, it's a continuum. And so it goes to the African statement that everything is everything. The life is one big continuum, continuum based off of the geographical regions, which would create in different conditions, which would create speciation, which would create uh, variations in forms. And so I guess at the end of the day, right, evolution is simply this way, whereas though a living organism, okay, uh, uh, uses desirable traits, okay, that will best suit that living organism to make it to the age of reproduction. So so a fish that's not, on the, not in the water, you know what I'm saying, wouldn't make it. His lungs is not made to be breathing straight oxygen, you know what I'm saying, without having water going through his gills and all that. And so a fish, that's why fish die on land, right? But if a fish could gradually make his way up on land over time, being in small wave pools, you know what I'm saying, and gradually, that's how the Telelec fish uh, uh, came to be. That over time, right, it got a better set of lungs that would help it breathe straight oxygen without the water. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I mean, go ahead, but go ahead, Wuja. Okay, can y'all can you still see my screen? Yes, I may, yeah. I may, yeah, I may have my to. My favorite explanation right there, yo, that picture right there, that's that's serious right there. I may Take have to get it though. May have to come out and come back in if if uh, because for some reason it's my it's thing. Is I see. All right. It. Okay, so I hope everybody understands that because this is something that you have to wrap your mind around. All right, and there's no getting around it. Absolutely, uh, no chance of getting around that. All right. And this, this speaks to people wanting to see evolution in a in a lifetime. That's not called evolution. Like, you know, like as a baby, as a fetus grows in the womb of a mother and then eventually born nine months later. And then you actually grow to an adult, et cetera. That's not evolution. That's simply development. All right. There's a difference between development and evolution. And people want to witness evolution as if it's development. And we have to really understand these principles so that we won't uh, be asking or seeking out things that we shouldn't. That that's really nonsense. All right. So. All right. So now I just want to uh, introduce, you know, talk about a little bit about the DNA aspect of it. All right. Because DNA, uh, the human genome being mapping changed the game on the, on the whole conversation about evolution. And what's happening is a lot of people are really behind on on that information. People mm -hmm. are just now catching up to the whole DNA um, issue. And this is why we see a whole bunch of arguments. But anyway, I'm just going to read. Uh, so DNA tells us we're all, although we may lack the fossils to tell us exactly what our very ancient ancestors looked like. I'm, I'm hearing somebody's uh, mic. 
Okay, although we may lack the fossils to tell us exactly what our very ancient ancestors look like, we are in no doubt at all that all living creatures are, are our cousins and cousins of each other. And we also know which modern are close cousins of each other, like humans and chimpanzees or rats and mice, and which are distant cousins of each other, like humans and cuckoos or mice and alligators. How do we know? By systematically comparing them. Nowadays, the most powerful evidence comes from comparing their DNA. DNA is the genetic information that all living creatures carry in each of their cells. The DNA is spelled out along massively coiled tapes of data called chromosomes. These chromosomes really are very like the kind of data tapes you feed into an old-fashioned computer because the information they carry is digital and is strung along them in order. They consist of long strings of code letters, which you can read and count. Each letter is either there or it isn't. There are no half measures. That's what makes it digital. And why we say DNA is spelled out, quote, all genes in every animal, plant, and bacterium that has ever been looked at are coded messages for how to build the creature, written in a standard alphabet. The alphabet has only four letters to choose from, as opposed to 26 letters of the English alphabet. We write DNA letters as A, T, C, and G. And I'm sure you all can look, at, look up what those, um, excuse me, what those letters stand for. The same genes occur in many different creatures with the revealing differences. For example, there's a gene called FOXP2, which is shared by all mammals and lots more creatures besides. The gene is a string of more than 2,000 uh, letters. Now, this may, be, this may seem like a lot of reading, but I'm just going to uh, kind of read through it because you know, you all can freeze the, the, the screen and, and uh, read it yourselves to read back over. But I'm just going to kind of fly through it. Just to, now, mind you, I'm setting a, a foundation for anybody's questions that come after this. All right. I think it's necessary to do this so we won't be all over the place. Anyway, you can tell that the FOXP2 is the same gene in all mammals because the great majority of the code letters are the same. Not quite all the chimpanzee letters are the same as ours and somewhat fewer of the mouse ones are. Of the total of 2,076 letters in FOXP2, the chimpanzee has nine letters different from ours, while the mouse has 139 letters different. And that pattern holds for other genes also. That explains why chimpanzees are very like us while mice are less so. Chimpanzees are our close cousins. Mice and our, are our more distant cousins. Distant cousins means that the most recent ancestor we share with them lived a long time ago. Monkeys are closer to us than mice, but further from us than chimpanzees. I'm going to repeat that. Monkeys are closer to us than mice, but further from us than chimpanzees. Baboon and Reese's uh, 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 macaques <laughs> are, are both monkeys, close cousins of each other, and with almost identical FOXP2 genes. 
They are exact. They are exactly as distant from chimps as they are from us. And the number of DNA letters in the Fox P2 that separate baboons from chimps is almost exactly the same, which is 24, as the number of letters that separate baboons from us, which are 23. It all fits. All right. Now, I'm not going to read the, um, the, the but the point here is that because DNA, remember, DNA is providing um, um, a lot of evidence to support the entire conversation about evolution and things. And because of the DNA and a systematic analysis of the genomes of these living creatures, uh, you're able to tell the distance of relationships based on the similarities of the genes and the differences, the ratio between the similarities and the differences. All right. The, the more differences or the more uh, or the less variances that that are 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 uh, within an organism the dis the more distance it is the more similarities there are then obviously the more closely related um these creatures would be all right so i'm not going to read the rest but you all can read uh you all can read it so so wuja so the fox b2 gene is basically what humans humans use to talk, talk. So that's why we talk. Let's communicate. Use is used for that gene is used for actual communication, and so it's like you said, it's off by uh, some, a few letters. And um, I think what you say, what you say, the chimpanzees. Am I correct? Uh, here, well, I was I was mentioning a couple of um, right different chimpanzees, mm -hmm. the variation of it, of that gene. So so that actually proves that somewhere down the line, y'all. That the chimpanzee and the human being come from something that had the fox B2 gene. That's what it's telling us. Okay, I just want to kind of, you know, just kind of talk about that that gene for a moment. That they carry those same genes, just variations of it. And that's the difference between being able to talk and not being able to talk. So, yeah, you go ahead, continue though, bro. Okay. So um, so now the, the, the issue of, of speciation is another thing that that needs to be um, a foundation needs to be laid. Now, mind you, again, I'm only laying a foundation. So I'm kind of just laying a foundation on, on some key points here. So speciation and taxonomy. I told everyone you're, you're going to have to study taxonomy, what it's about. All right. Uh, speciation, because a lot of people try to talk about speciation, but not really understand. That's what they're trying to discuss. So I'm just going to quickly read this about speciation. Now, the question is, how do we decide whether two animals belong in the same species or in two different species? Where animals reproduce sexually, we can come up with a sort of definition. Animals belong to different species if they don't breed together. That's a that's a one of the basic uh, principles or foundations of speciation. All right. Again, animals belong to different species. If they don't breed together, there are borderline cases like horses and donkeys, which can breed together, but produce offspring called mules that are infertile. That is, they cannot have offsprings themselves. We therefore place a honky. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we therefore. We, oh, we, oh, you fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to scramble a horse and donkey together. You did what that reporter did. <laughs> yeah. We, in we, your mind, boy. We therefore place a horse and a donkey in different species. More obviously, horses and dogs belong to different species because they don't even try to interbreed 
and couldn't produce offspring even if they did, uh, even infertile ones. All right. But spaniels and poodles belong to the same species because they happily interbreed and the puppies they produce are fertile. Every scientific name of an animal or plant consists of two Latin words, usually printed in italics. The first word refers to the genus or group of species and the second to the individual species within the genus. Homo sapiens, which which means wise man, and Elephus maximus, which is very big elephant, are examples. So you got two Latin words. The first word is the genus and the second word is the more specific species. OK. Every species is a member of a genus. Homo is a genus. So is Elephus. The lion is Panthera, Leo. And the genus Panthera also includes Panthera tigris, which is a tiger, Panthera pardus, which is a panther, mm -hmm. and Panthera onca, which is a jaguar. Homo sapiens is the only surviving species of our genus. But fossils have been given names like Homo erectus, Homo habilis. Other human-like fossils are sufficiently different from Homo to be placed in a, in a different genus. For example, Australopithecus africanus and Australopithecus afarensis. Each genus belongs to a family, usually printed in ordinary Roman type with a capital letter, a capital initial. Cats which includes lions, leopards, cheetahs, lynxes, and a lot of other small, smaller cats, make up the family called Felidae. And this is where we get the word feline from. Okay, Felidae. Every family belongs to an order. So cats, dogs, bears, weasels, and hyenas belong to different families, but within the same order called con carnivora. Okay, monkeys, apes, including us, and lemurs all belong to different families within the order of primates. So this is why human beings are, are called primates and um, the apes and everything are also primates. Okay, and every order belongs to a class. All mammals are in the class of mammalia. All right. This is why human beings are also mammals. So we call ourselves mammals. We call ourselves primates. We call ourselves um, homo because we're of the genus. Uh, and we are sapiens because we are the species sapiens. And then we are a subspecies of that sapiens sapiens. All right. So everything I just read here is what's referred to as a rank and file system. OK, where the rank goes up and down in hierarchy and then the file depends on which rank you are the file will unfold okay so it's a rank and file so if you look at it as x and y uh, axis on a grid okay to illustrate a little bit more if you if you look at a file cabinet you see the rank is going up and down and then the file is is all the folders within any particular drawer okay so each one of these drawers represents a rank but then the folders within a drawer represents a file. Okay, so keep that in mind. So now I'm going to show you what I mentioned about the taxonomic classification system. 
All right, this is for biological um uh biological classifications, okay? So, we start off at the top. Either life or death. Okay? That's that's the that's the top tier of this hierarchy. So, we're dealing with life, living things, biology, bio, living. All right? Below that, the next rank below that is called domain. All right? Now, this now what I'm showing here is the taxonomic ranking system for homo sapiens sapiens which is us all of humanity that's alive today homo sapiens sapiens all right so we start off at life because we're living we are of the domain called eukarya all right and what is a eukarya eukarya are are um, living organisms that have cells that have a nucleus and organelles within membranes so every single living organism that can fit this description is classified in the domain of eukarya. Now we're going to go down. Now you're going to notice that as we go down, it becomes more specific. As you go up, it becomes more general. It becomes broad. Okay. So it's real broad and then it's going to narrow down to specifics. All right. So now we're going to go to kingdom. Kingdom, our kingdom for Homo sapiens sapiens, we are of the kingdom called Animalia. And these are organisms that are able to move on their own, which means that human beings, the re what separates human beings from plants, because plants are in a can are in a different kingdom. OK, we are in the kingdom of animalia. Plants are in the kingdom of uh, a totally different kingdom. Why? Because plants cannot move on their own volition. They cannot move on their own. The wind have to, has to blow them. OK, we can move on our own volition. So we're animated. This is where we get the word animal and animation and animated from. Okay, but we are, we are the kingdom of animalia. Now we get more specific. Uh, now we had another rank, phylum. We are of the phylum called chordata. And so what is chordata? Chordata represents animals, which are, which are animated creatures with a backbone. So one, you have to be animated and you have to have a backbone. So human beings have backbones. We have backbones. Uh, apes, gorillas, modern apes, you know, gorillas, orangutan, all of backbones. There's a whole bunch of creatures out there that have backbones. And we're all of the same phylum called chordata. All right, moving down to class. We're of the class of mammalia. Mammalias are chordates, which means you have to have a backbone first, uh, that also have hair and milk glands. Okay. That's what a, a mammalia is. Going down, we have the order of primates. So primates are mammals with collarbones and grasping fingers. Okay. Now, mind you, the, these definitions or these uh, descriptions I'm giving are very, very um, uh, summarized. All right. There, there's, there's more to it, but I'm just giving a summary for time. Going down, family. We are of the family. And this is what I was speaking about earlier. We're of the family called Hominidae. This word, Hominidae, is what's been substituted as great ape. All right? Remember that. So don't be offended. We're not saying that we are apes, modern apes. But it's a classification term. But anyway, we're of the family called Hominidae. Hominidae are primates with relatively flat faces and 3D vision. Okay? So, as you can see, 
all these definitions or criteria is starting to to exclude or include living creatures. Now, going down, we are the genus Homo. What are Homo? Homo are hominids, which you got to be of the hominidae, that are upright in posture and have large brains. Like I said, there's more to it than this, but I'm just giving uh, some key points. Going below that, species. We have the Homo sapiens. All right? So we have to be of Homo. And now we're sapiens. These are members of the homo with high forehead and thin skull bones. And then below that, we have subspecies, which is what we are up here, which is homo sapiens sapiens. All right. It should be an S on both of these words. All right. Now, so what does this mean? So let me let me just break this down and compare us to a cat. OK, so now, as I said, at the top of this classification system is very, very broad. And there's millions of creatures that would fit into this category. Why? Because it's broad. Okay. It's very, very broad. Everything that's living will fit in the, in the highest uh, rank of life. Okay. And as you go down, the numbers will decrease and you get more specific. All right. So now we're going to compare a cat to human beings. So now a cat and humans, we all, we all a part of life. Now the domain, a cat, and us, human beings, are of the same domain, Eukarya. A cat and human beings of the same kingdom, Amalia, uh, Animalia, excuse me. Uh, of the phylum, both cats and human beings are of the same phylum, Chordata. Why? Because we both have backbones. Uh, cats and human beings are of the class, Mammalia. All right, produce milk and have hair. Or fur, as people may want to call it. Um, and of the order. Now, this is where cats and human beings deviate from each other. Okay. Cats of the order of carnivora, whereas human beings are of the order of primates. That's where the split occurs. This is in, in terms of, of how the, uh, uh, these creatures are classified, human beings and cats. The family of a cat is Felidae. Family of a human being is Hominidae. The genus of a, of a cat is, uh, is Felice. And the genus of a human being is Homo. The species of cat is Felis catus, and the species of human beings are Homo sapiens. Okay, so now you see how the classification system works. Now, what people are doing is they're they're mixing the classification labels and terms, uh, creating this this imaginary beef with these terms, and then being offended by it, and then using that that offense, and then not studying. And then you got all these arguments, and you got people out here that are completely ignorant of all this stuff, trying to have lectures and, and um, getting people to come and see them and lecture about things that they, they really don't know much about at all. And that's the problem that we have in our community. All right, so, and this is, the, this is a comparison between the um, leopard and the fox. I'm not gonna go through that. And, um, but I do wanna show this as, as an example, just to show you how the classification system works with, with multiple creatures, okay? So I'm starting at the domain, all right, eukarya. So now a plant is part of the same domain, insects, fish, rabbits, cats, fox, jackal, wolf, and dog. All of these creatures are in the same domain. So all of these will be inclusive. The further you go down, you start to eliminate. So we get the kingdom of animalia. Now notice that the only thing missing from the previous rank are plants. So plants are excluded. 
Why? Because plants can't move on their own. But every every other creature is part of the uh, Animalia kingdom. Phylum. What was removed from Chordata? What was removed? The insect. So insects are not in the phylum of Chordata. All right. They don't have a backbone. So the, so insects are excluded now. Going to the class of mammalia. Now we have everything included except for the fish. This is this is what separates a fish, as the brother Unk said earlier, from whales, because whales are not fish. Whales are mammals. So a whale would be included in here, but not your regular what we would regularly call a fish. All right. So they're excluded. The order of uh, carnivora. What's excluded between the previous one? The rabbit. The rabbit is excluded now. Going down, uh, uh, Canidae. Now the cats are excluded. All of the canine type of species are are included. The fox, the jackal, the wolf, the dog. Cats are excluded. The genus of Canis. Now the fox is excluded. Just the jackal, wolf, and dog. Now, now we go to the to the specific species, Canis lupus. Now the only thing in there are the wolf and the dog. The jackal is excluded. And now we get to the subspecies of um, Canis lupus familiarius, which is the dog. So as you can see, the further down you go, the more narrow it gets. All right. So that's that's all I want to do to lay a foundation. And then and then hopefully people can have questions built around, you know. Some information as opposed to just going, you know, being all over the place and everything. All right. So I just wanted to share that because I don't want, you know make this a long drawn out thing but you know more information to talk about but that's all i wanted to kind of do mm -hmm. all right so hopefully everybody everybody got that yeah i know i got it but for really for people to get it you're gonna have to read and and there's, there's no, no easy way out of this there's no easy way out of this one um i just hate to say it uh, it might not be super exciting. Somebody cussing you out, cracking jokes. You know what I mean? I try to throw a little bit in that. But the truth is, man, it, at a certain point when you're dealing with rocket science, uh, evolution, biology, uh, you, you have to slow the moment down. Um, and, and the, the conscious community uh, really wasn't even built uh, to really handle slowing down real information. It, it was really built off of you know, uh, a lot of street information, street knowledge, you know, brothers like myself coming out of nowhere, you know, trying to educate people, no classroom setting, uh, you know, setting them. And I'm talking about this generation is on YouTube. Um, and, and so, you know, we give you some books to read references and all that, but you know, we was moving it quick. And so when you really up the game and that's why most people don't know is why, you know, uh, general contractor and myself, we just went in two different directions and why we, you know, butt heads, you know what I'm saying? And, and we will continue to butt heads um, because, you know, I decided, I decided right, um, this is my growth. Hold up, Uncle, real quick. Um, uh, Monica, if you're still there, I think it's still locked on my screen. I don't, I don't know if it is, but uh, I think that's what people are saying. But go ahead, Uncle. So, um, you know, I just decided as, as I grew and as I learned more and changed more, then I decided to continue teaching uh, from, my, from my growth. 
And I mean, as I learned more, I gave the people more. And so this actually caused a division between me and uh, General Contractor, Sarvaz Stupacetti. It, it really, it caused a, a division. So, you know, so what you're really seeing here is the growth of the conscious community. And we all know when it's time to grow up, we don't want to grow up. We don't want to leave mom and dad's home. We don't, we don't want to leave. We want to stay in the confines of being protected, the confines of having everything given to you. But as soon as you grow up, you got to start bringing the money in. You got to start taking care. You're going to start having children. And it's a certain level of responsibility. And so I know the Amaral squad, Masi clan, Dagger squad, MBK, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 you know, we, we represent that growth. And to push the, the community into scientific literacy is part of that growth. Um, Diops, Dr. Ben, Chancellor Williams, John Clark, you know, they, they, they all uh, was part of uh, the campaign, John Jackson, for scientific literacy. And so what Wuja just laid down, he actually came behind me with, with, the, with the college level explanation of what the hell I was talking about. And I mean, you're not gonna get it overnight. Uh, you know, when I first got the information, it wasn't an overnight thing. It takes study to really start and it'll click, but you can't just think you got it because you'll be thinking that out of a duck came a cow and out of a cow came a human being and monkeys just overnight woke up and was human beings. And that's the way our mind worked because we could never fathom 500,000 years. We could never fathom 500 million years. You can't, you can't, a half a billion. We can't fathom that. It's hard for us to even recognize that when you go outside and look at the sun, that you're not even looking at the sun. You're looking at it eight minutes and uh, 30 seconds later. That's how long it takes for the light to travel from the sun. A full eight minutes and 30 seconds. We can't yeah. fathom that. Hold up, um, Monica, I think my uh, everything's still frozen on my screen. So I don't know if you had you have to take it off of uh it being um sharing my screen. What happened? No, I'm saying it's still yeah, it's still um sh showing my screen. What about now? Oh, I'm not sure. I was just being comments with I saying. still see Wuja's screen, but you're in the car chilling with the sunglasses on. So, Are you I mean, still sharing? Yeah, he was just sharing. Okay. So good, you catch all the flack for what I was saying. That's good. It's good, Buja. No, I'm saying, um, um, I don't know who who has it. Somebody has it locked on me, and that's what's showing to the on the YouTube to the viewers. So are you? Are you? Mm -hmm. Do you have yours still sharing, Joe? No, no, no. No, it don't matter if you got it sharing. You got it, it locked on the screen. It's fixed now. It's fixed. I yeah, I just I just took it off. My bad. Right. Okay, there you go. All right, we're good. So, <laughs> okay, so basically, what I'm 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 just trying to show y'all, um, that uh, it's just it's just about growth and development, and 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 all we really represent is taking it is taking it back to that root where 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 where, where John Jackson was throwing it down, where Hubert Harris. I mean, I hate the name. I hate the name Hubert Harris. I hate the name Doctor Ben. Uh, I hate the name uh, John Jackson because these these gentlemen uh, considered themselves to be atheists. Specifically, John Jackson, Hubert Harris. 
you know, Dr. Ben. He didn't, you ain't hear him use the word, but he looked you right in the face and said, no, I don't believe in God. It's my mother. So these individuals that was really scientific literate had gotten to the level to recognize that God was really a mythological creation by human beings and that your beliefs are really personal, right? And for you to build a strong, viable community to compete against those who had kidnapped you and worked you for four, 500 years, you know what I'm saying? Prior to that, the Arabs worked you for a thousand years. For you to overcome all of that, you couldn't do it with just religion. You would have to have something that was a foundation. Like you would have to understand the natural world, which would clearly bring you uh, to scientific literacy. They understood that. The community that was built off the, uh, uh, you, you got the elders these days, like the Phil Valentines, uh, the Bobby Hemmets, um, uh, well, the Malachi Yorks. Um, Delbert Blairs, um, who else? The uh, uh, Info DC, Shemaz. You know they wasn't they wasn't scientifically literate. The red that, pills, blue pills, the red pill, the blue pills. Yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about the elders right now. I ain't bringing. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about contemporaries right now. I'm talking about the elders. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to give a a, a layer foundation. I want to give an order. So you got you, you got the uh, Hubert Harris. He's the first person out there in Harlem uh, on a soapbox. Uh, they call him the Black Socrates. He, you know, he was versed in Hebrew, Greek, you know what I'm saying? Uh, different languages to, to bring the story. Uh, he's, he's, he's an atheist. You, then you get John Jackson. He's an atheist, natural atheist, he called himself. Uh, you, Dr. Ben, his teacher, you know, Dr. Ben learns from John Jackson them. Uh, John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben. Um, uh, the Harlem History Club. All it, once you get to a certain level, you recognize that and recognize that your beliefs are per personal, right? And what you know is going to help you push the community forward. And then you get that next line. These next elders that claim to have studied under these gentlemen I just named, like I said, Shamaz, um, uh, well, uh, maybe Phil Valentine. Uh, you know who else I just said? Um, uh, man, Bobby Hemet. Uh, shoot. And you know what I'm saying? These gentlemen were metaphysicians. That's what they say was metaphysicians. All right? They, they dealt they delved in the metaphysical thing. So the conscious community wasn't even based off that. Right? And so you you gotta you gotta you gotta throw Sarnet in there because he started he started uh you know filming and, and doing these lectures with these metaphysicians and he, you know and, and the doctor been there and he mixed it all up. And so really the team really come here to separate all that shit. So you just might be an elder, but the truth is. You're not in your lane. You're, you know, your lane is meta, metaphysics, right? In the metaphysics community. But I ain't never seen, I never went to a city that was metaphysical. You know what I'm saying? I've been to cities that were science, scientifically oriented, where the buildings are standing in. You can't just look at the building, they fall down. You feel me? Where, where water one runs underneath of the goddamn city. Sewage, drainage, and all that, so your house ain't stinking like shit. Oh, excuse my language. Kids are listening. You know what I'm saying? These, this, these are all scientific innovation. You know what I'm saying? People that do these things are scientifically literate. And so there's a clear division in the conscious community, right? And I'm proud to say that the families, the matrix has actually done that. We, we, we you know, like, like the hell with that. There's a division between those who want to fight for scientific literacy, which is the foundation of any real community, you know what I'm saying? And then there's the metaphysical community where you can say anything out your mouth. You can astral project on Monday and be back by uh, Sunday. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can act like you overturn a thing. You can call yourself a doctor in that portion of the community. 
Yeah, you can be doctor such and such. You can be doctor Reggie. You can be doctor this, doctor that. But on our side, you got to be a doctor Oyamaya, meaning we need to see that paperwork. Yeah, doc, I, you know, I love you to death, doctor Oyamaya, but I got to see your paperwork. And she proudly displays her card. She goes right in her wallet. You can see the video and pull out her damn card showing proof. It. You, you feel me? And she don't get mad when you ask her that. She's proud of that. She might get mad when you don't realize like dumb, stupid pseudo. You know what I'm saying? Was like, oh, you're not a doctor. See, you don't have to be a medical doctor to be a doctor, right? This is the side of the house we on where we speak to intelligent African-Americans. We're not trying to act like we're the first people in the Americas because we're scientifically literate. We understand DNA. Garfield been beating that for days. You feel me? So it's a, it's a division, right? And y'all can act like that, you know, they know what they're talking about, the metaphysicians. Y'all can act like the earth is flat. You know what I'm saying? You living on a on a on a on a on a thing that ain't flat. You know, you living on earth. Calling it flat. That because it's your perception. Because the earth is so large in scale, it's an issue of scale. It's so large in scale that you couldn't phantom the size of the earth. You know what I'm saying? You can't even you can't even imagine how large it is. You're like a little roach, you know what I'm saying, on, on or ant or, or a microorganism on a space, you know what I'm saying, that's too large for you to even phantom. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's the darndest thing here. And so, yeah, there is a division in the community, and I don't care. So you can either be a metaphysician, you know what I'm saying, and, and fly through the air, and, yes, I know you're protected by your melanin, you know what I'm saying? It gives you superpowers and all that. Or you can get with the real work where, 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 we, where we're building real schools, right, with real information, taking using real scientists, real engineers to really do this thing. And this does not believe, this does not mean, right, that just because you're scientifically literate that you can't believe in a God or you can't have a personal creator or you can't be a Muslim Christian. That don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? It just means that you got to be scientifically literate to be on this side of the house. I, I'm not trying to destroy nobody's religion. I'm just saying, don't start, don't start that with me, because I ain't trying to hear none of that. Oh, uh, I have a question. Can you hear me? I heard you. All right. So, um, for would it be safe to say that the the metaphysicians, when they interject that this is metaphysics or something like that? It's the equivalent of someone using uh, the Christian, the Hebrew, or, or the uh, Muslim using God as a interjection. Yeah, it's all belief oriented. It's not real, man. It's not based in facts, man. It's, it's part of the development of a, it, the development of human beings. We develop these ideas, but the program that was the strongest out of all of them that actually moved humanity was science. It was the study of nature. That's the program that defeated all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's the thing that actually brought you over here. Science brought you over here. Intercontinental ships, the gun, the rifle, that brought you over here. Your technology wasn't strong enough. So you're so you right that, you know, it's just a belief. And, and, and most people that's talking that is getting older and older by the day because, because all of us listening to the show right now, if you're not, if, if you're not a teenager, you know what I'm saying, man? You got about 30 years left. 30, 40 years left. Yeah, it's almost over with. Most of us listen. So if you're in your 50s, 
man, you boy, you you on the countdown. Yeah, I want to. You, you walking. I want. Yeah, you, you walking to your day. Your day, yeah, yeah, you're almost there. Trust me. So I'm 51. So I'm bang, I'm banging like hell. You know, I want to watch my language because I want to make sure I'm heard. But I'm banging. I wouldn't care if you was Phil Valentine. I don't care. I'm going in, and I'm not. I'm not gonna cuss you out. Well, I might cuss out Pharaoh and Seti because they earned it, right? But you know what I'm saying. I'm. I don't care if you're an elder because watch this. Eight to eighty, blind, crippled, crazy can get it. Yeah, I want to say something about that uh, God thing, uh, brother Sean. Is that um, you know how people say God is great? Like uh, Muslims will say Allahu Akbar. God and everything. Well, if you really, 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 really think about it, um, as time goes on, if we were to travel back and forth through time, go backwards and back and come back forward, um, God is becoming less and less. If you really, really think about it. And the reason why is because the more knowledge we gain, the more that we can analyze and scrutinize um, different things around us in our environment, in nature and so on. And, and the more that we can develop instruments that allow us to uh, peek into how things happen, why it happened, what happens, and answer all those questions, the who, what, where, when, why, and hows. The moment that we can answer more of those questions, the less that people rely or relegate that stuff to something called God. So as time moves forward, God becomes less and less and less because like back, back, back in the day, they may have attributed lightning, thunder and lightning to a God or to God, whatever that, whatever said people's concepts of God was. Um, so a lot of different phenomenon that we now today understand was at one point in the, in the past in ancient, in the ancient past was, was, you know, thought of as being res a responsible, uh, God being responsible for it. Okay. So I just want to say all of that to say that God ultimately, ultimately, represents ignorance so so everything we don't know people will 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 throw it in a big old category well god must be responsible for it mm -hmm. thank god or curse god like accident happened and when somebody survives they say thank god but they don't thank god for the accident happening in the first place or the other individual in the accident may have been killed or injured but they're but they're thanking god for their life you know, so so we have this habit. So I'm I'm just saying, people got to really think about it. God is becoming less. So people say Allahu Akbar or God is great. You you they have to switch it up. God is lesser and lesser. And and so in science they call it the God of the gaps. I said <laughs> because everybody, every everything we don't understand is is basically given to God. And the more we know, the the God shrinks. It shrinks and shrinks and shrinks with the more more that we know. But anyway, I just wanted to um, interject that. And it's cultural. It's based off of where you're at. Uh, you, you can trace all religions back to geographical uh, regions, whether that's in Africa, Asia, North America. You know what I'm saying? You know, all that's, you know, it's cultural. Cultural belief systems. So, I mean, and of course, there's room for people and their beliefs. Remember, I did, well, I didn't, I'm going to do this presentation. I might do it on here. Uh, the believing mind, why we believe. 
You know, it's a natural reason why we believe some of the outlandish things we believe. It's too part of the evolutionary process. And so that's why we give you the foundation of biological human evolution. You know, that's why we talk about uh, 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 Charles Darwin, uh, which, which was introduced to the community by John Jackson, Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark. You know, do you remember John Henry Clark? You know, whether you know it or not, he actually uh, got the books republished. Uh, Albert Churchwood, okay? Albert Churchwood. You know, Albert Churchwood had a brother. I'm forgetting his brother. His brother wrote uh, The Land of Moo, Ulu Maria. Uh, John Henry Clark didn't get that book republished. <laughs> no, he got the one by Albert published because Albert Churchwood was a scientist. You know, why would he do that? Because they, 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 they knew that the tools we needed was scientific literacy to defeat that which has continually uh, uh, put a strain on our survivability in North America. You know, allowing us our independence of free thought. You know what I'm saying? Not allowing us to be independent in the way we do things. You cannot be independent without understanding nature and how and how he, she works. There's no independence. You, you feel me? So you'll always get caught up in these cults. And so we got these new cults coming in and we see them. Remember, I was in a cult before. So I see it. I can smell them a mile away. Where, where, where? Watch this. Let me let me give you a, a, a one indicator that uh, you're in a cult, or you're in a cult-like setting. When there's one person that knows everything. So we, you've already discounted the Amaral squad and the rest of the families. You discounted them because because it's not one person, right? They got all the information. So the first semblance of a cult is there's one person, one guy. Listen to what I'm telling you. And that one guy and that one person never likes to be questioned at all. They'll get mad at you and rampage out on you. That's the second sign of a cult. First sign is there's one person with all the information knows everything, about every subject, everything. Two, you can't question that one person. And three, you'll have followers that don't even allow you to question because they all think that that one person is right. That is your prerequisite for a cult. Apply that, and you can start seeing, you know what I'm saying, cult leaders rising in your midst. You got to feel me with that, okay? So at the end of the day, man, we just need to continue on this path of the real information. Y'all all claim y'all want the real knowledge and information, but who in the hell said it was going to be easy? This is not easy. Learning about evolution. It's not easy. They had to stand in front of you and say, you know what, Charles Darwin, man, damn, y'all, to be honest with you, uh, he was on to something. And you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like to say, to admit that Charles Darwin, watch this. This is shit gonna get everybody mad. This is a fact. The elders that we have in the community today, they couldn't hold a goddamn match to Charles Darwin. How about that? All the ones that's it's not promoting scientific literacy. They couldn't hold a mass to Charles Darwin. For one, Charles Darwin was a real scientist. And for two, Charles Darwin left scientific treaties on his information. And none of the elders, I'm not going to say all of them because there are some. I'm saying for the most part, those pseudo elders we got, right, they didn't leave. They don't have that. They, 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 wasn't, they wasn't as serious as Charles Darwin was. Let me show you why. Charles Darwin wrote a book, right, The Origin of the Species. Hold on, let me get the whole title. Most people misunderstand that. We were talking about this on the show. 
Let me see. Watch this. Y'all go and be mad for a while. Hold on. Both the book. I'm gonna get the right the right title right. Hold on. Let me get the right title for this. All right, here it go. Okay. So the origin of the species. Hold on. Let me show you why this. The origin of the species by by means of natural selection or the preservation of the favorite races in the struggle for life. This is the foundation of modern biology. This treatise, this book, this documented scientific work. Okay? All right? Plain and simple, okay, is the foundation of modern goddamn science. None of our elders, you know what I'm saying, have a book. This is the foundation of that. Even when we went to the meta nature and you got uh, pseudo and pseudo is and pseudo always will be, pseudo one and two, Sarah stupid seti, right? And, and, and the young pseudo, pseudo pharaoh, right? When they were talking about the meta nature had not been deciphered, you had Thomas Young. Thomas Young wrote a treatise, right? He wrote a daggone treatise that dealt with, uh, what was that, Wu John? He wrote a treatise on, was it physics? Yeah. He wrote a treat one of the first treaties on physics. You feel me? Come on, man. So listen, y'all be mad at me for that statement. Is this the truth? And see, and once we have the truth, now we know what to shoot for. We won't be shooting for trying to be better than young stupid pseudo and, 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 and general contractor. We won't be shooting to be uh, intelligent like them, right? We 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 won't use them as our examples because we so see information and knowledge and science. Is really colorblind. Although, watch this, although different peoples with different phenotypes will try to use it to their benefit, which you should. But the information itself, math, right, uh, which they use in science and biology and archaeology and paleontology, it really has no face on it. The only face it really has is, na is nature because it's really talking about nature. So, so we must be inclined to be at the forefront of that. We need to bring it into our cultural container because we know science can be biased. You know, people try to skew numbers in science. They try all these tricks because we know about scientific racism. We, we, we understand what that was. And don't you think that they still not trying to play that game? But thank goodness for science because like, like we say around here, only science can defeat science. I say again, only science can defeat science. So, yep, that's right. Charles Darwin uh, is definitely get, definitely gave uh, more to modern science than the elders we have here in our community. This is the truth. I mean, it's the truth hurt. But guess what? Now we got something to shoot for, though. So y'all can take my words and twist it up. But see, now that you, if, if you're willing to accept that, that our elders, this, this next generation wasn't on par, See, we can't say that about Diops. See? Remember, because Diops actually challenged the scientific community, right? And it's documented. So we can't say that about Diops. See, that he was the, the, the level. Can't say that about John Jackson and them. John because see, they was the level. But 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 after them, it was a hell of a decline. And, and where and why and how, who, what, when, and where? How did the decline happen? And I'm gonna tell you. 
The, the decline happened when we started teaching new age science in the community or new age information you can find in Barnes and Nobles in the new age section. That's when the decline happened. Where people's like Ali Bay, which was one of my favorite teachers, still is, that's my man. But he taught pseudo information. Bobby Hemmings. You know what I mean? One of my favorites. I love him, Bobby. You know how Bobby, y'all all right? Y'all all right? Shit, shit, shit. Y'all all right? You know how Bobby do. He had you on the for 13, 14 hours. It's my man. You know, Phil Valentine. You know what I mean? Man, never disrespect nobody. Got to give it to him. But the information he teaches is outright pseudo. He's not scientifically literate. Sounds like it, but he's not. Delby be Blair made a force be with him. Right? He wasn't scientifically literate. You know, he, he sold that uh, anatomic goal. <laughs> you feel me? All right? So, man, the, the point is, is that that decline occurred in our community when we went from being uh, uh, promoting scientific literacy and everybody jumped off the ship, that next, that next grain of uh, quote-unquote elders, right? They wasn't teaching scientific literacy and it fell. They fell back to the age where Europe was. Remember, Europe was being promoted by pseudoisms. Remember that? All right? And then they called the Age of Enlightenment, right? What was the Age of Enlightenment? The Age of Enlightenment was when Europe decided to go with the model that they got from Africa, which is another portion of the, uh, uh, of the story. You know what I'm saying? How did they get the scientific literacy? Well, the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, the Masons, you know what I'm saying? They looked to Africa. They looked to Egypt. Read the three volume set by Mark Bunnell. Book two. It talks about uh, Europe uh, coming to the Age of Enlightenment. They ushered the Age of Enlightenment with African science. And from that point on, they ran with it and modernized it. So, you know what I mean? Probably want to cut it right there. But I just want to give you a brief history of why we need to study evolution. You know what I'm saying? And why we have not been meeting the rigors of the level. Y'all just be mad at me. I've been wanting to say that, and now I got off my damn chest. All right, I want to know where the question's at, because, uh, you know, a lot of people were asking questions. I see the chat was scrolling. I couldn't even follow along so much, so don't want to lose uh, uh, what people are asking and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know, Monica, I don't know. Yeah, if here, you go, here go a question. Right, uh, let's deal with it right now, because I'm tired of people even even trying to fix their mouth to say it. If, if we drop, well... He says, so what you discuss evolution, how is that effective in real life? Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You want to go? Because I just finished talking. Go ahead. How is it? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> how does evolution affect real life? Well, oh, the, um, the thing is, is that evolution is a part of life. It's called bioevolution, the evolution of life. So life is a participant in evolution. So the question in and of itself is kind of um, what do you call it a paradox because uh, life itself is is a participant in evolution. Evolution is is the um, is change. Everything change and unfolds. <clears throat> All right. So now it's specifically about the um, scientific theory of evolution, how it affects our life. It affects our life in a whole array of of ways. One. Um, Evolution, the study of evolution, bio biological evolution is the foundation of, of modern biology to this very day. Um, our entire um, 
uh, medical aspect of, of, of society is influenced and affected by evolution uh, also. And then you have what's called social evolution, where things happen, change over a long period of time on a social level. All right. So, for example, um, and Unc, I think I'm hearing noise from your mic. I got you, buddy. So um, evolution. So you have even social evolution where where uh, socially or a, a um, population of people will change over time. And what happens, the reason why evolution is very important to, to um, be competent in or, or, you know, start to study is because because we don't recognize change in real time. Like the example I gave about the um, those pictures that I showed those long pictures in the evolutionary timeline. Remember, in real time, while you're living your life and in real time, as time moves forward, there's a lot of things that we are unaware of because we're living it in the moment, from moment to moment. It's only when you, when you imagine in your mind gaps of time. So you can think of yourself from today until five years ago, 10 years ago, and you start seeing differences. But from day to day, it's a blur. Okay, so social evolution or evolution period, no matter what you put on the front of it, uh, occurs in the same way. Social evolution. So where we are today as a society is different than where we were just 10 years ago, just 20 years ago, two decades. We were in a totally different situation. So how do we get here? So we will have to see how things change very, very slowly. And by studying it, you start to recognize patterns. And when you recognize patterns, then you develop a, um, a muscle of predictability. And then you can start being more in control of outcomes and your destiny and where things should go and, and have more success at it. So on multiple levels, evolution is important for us to be aware of, to understand the concepts of it um, from its, its most general um, used to is more complex in the scientific field of the scientific theory of evolution itself. All right. It's, it's helpful period. All right. So, uh, we can't avoid it and you can't avoid, uh, even studying anything or becoming scientifically li literate about anything. All right. People like to throw it away, throw it out the window by saying, Oh, science, uh, evolution is, is a product of Darwin. Darwin is a European, I hate Europeans, therefore I hate evolution, therefore I don't have to study it, therefore it's in the trash, and let's move on to something else. Let's talk about aliens uh, building the pyramids or something. You see, so that's how it works, and we got to stop that. We have to really stop that. That's a fact. So, so, so your, med your medicine has to be evolutionary mind, or you're all going to die before your time. I'm going to say this again. Your medicine has to be evolutionary-minded. So my medicine is evolutionary-minded. Okay? Plain and simple. So right here, I got this book right here. Magazine. Y'all see that? Journal of Nature. Magazine, Journal of Nature. All right? Malaria bites back. So it's talking about malaria. It's a race to stop a killer in Southeast Asia before drug resistant resistance spread. And so malaria is on the rise again. Why? Because it has mutated and transformed because of evolution. 
And so the medicine that they had, uh, the shots you get from malaria that once was working is no longer working. They have to reconcoct the uh, the formula again, you know what I'm saying, to uh, reintroduce different antibodies to kill the new strand of malaria. If they do not understand how to do it, malaria is wiping out so certain portions of the population in Asia. It's a killer. I have a homeboy that died, right, from malaria. They went back and forth to Africa. So all y'all that want to go back and forth to Africa and love Africa and talking crazy, uh, evolution is saving your life when you go to Africa. Remember, it's not even in your genes. The sickle cell, right, it helped fought against malaria. The body developed sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to deal with the malaria, that disease transferred through mosquitoes. You know what I'm saying? And so evolution is important to understand. Evolution is the driving force of nature. Okay? So, so if your medicine, if you're going to build a strong community anywhere on the planet, the medicine that y'all have has to be evolutionary minded. So you can get all the herbologists you want and talk all that pseudoisms if you want. And get an herbologist that has some herbs that work from time to time and think that's going to be the foundation of your medical program, you're all going to die. So here's the question. Why is it that white people live longer today than black people did in Egypt back then? Why? Why is it that black people live longer today than black people did back in the day in West and East Africa and in Egypt? Why? And I use white people because we claim superiority over white people so much, so often. So why is it that white people live longer today Evil, mean, white people, like y'all like to say. Racist white people. Y'all, we say all these things, right? Why the hell are they living longer with their fake evolutionary medicine than the Nile Valley Africans did on the Nile Valley? Why? What's the joke? Somebody in the chat room, right? Please, let me slow it down. Please explain to me, for all those who do not care about evolution or don't understand the importance of it, tell me why Europeans live longer today than, quote-unquote, the Nile Valley Africans. Why? Hmm. I'll tell you why. Because their medicine is evolutionary-minded. Because they use what the Nubians use. I can pull up the article. The Nubians use antibiotics, and they use it for 100 years, over 200 years. And we know that things develop resistance, just like this malaria has developed resistance to medicine. And that particular medicine that they had for the malaria ain't, been, ain't 200 years old. But the Nile Valley, not the new, what you call them, uh, Wuja? You don't call them new, what you call them? What name we use for them? I don't want to keep using the word Nubian. Wuja. Okay, I was muted. Um, I don't want to use No, just say it again. I, I didn't hear you. I said, what's the term we're going to use to, to take away the term Nubian? I don't want to keep using the word Nubian. I forget. Oh, it's uh, Nahisu. Nahisu. Huh? Nahisians? Nah, Nahisu or Nahisu. Nahisu. Okay, the Nahisu. All right? Man, they they, they medicine was evolutionary minded. They Remember they invented uh, antibiotics. They the first to use antibiotics in their beer. They used medical beer. Look it up. But they used medical beer. They, they, got, they found the, uh, the, the antibiotics in the bones of these Nubian burial sites for over 200 years straight. So you're not going to keep using medicine that's not working. So obviously they tweak 
the concoction over time. So the Nubian's medicine was evolutionary minded. So back to that question again. So hold on. So it wasn't uh, Fleming who invented penicillin, penicillin mistakenly in his lab. It was the Nubians that first used, quote unquote, antibiotics. And it was evolutionary minded. But back to that question again for all y'all slick people. To think evolution is a bunch of shit and some white people science. Why is it that white people live longer today than uh, the Africans in Africa did back in time? Why is that? We wait. Someone says the average age, the average age of the Egyptians. Hold on. Man. Damn it. What was the average age of the Egyptians? Somebody said about 37 years. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> it's crazy, yo. Imagine, yo, we all be dead. <laughs> ah, y'all crazy, yo. Yeah, that's, I think that's about right. I, somebody need to look that up and make sure that's right. But that's pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close there. Pretty darn close. So you give it an average age. Mm -hmm. So then, watch this. Why? So now we go to African countries. Why is the average lifespan in Canada and the United States? You know what I'm saying? Why it, it, uh, white America? Why are they living longer than anybody on Earth, yo? If they got the fake white medicine, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why? Why is that? You can go to the FBI. Yeah, bro. Go to the FBI uh, fact book. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know how the FBI is always in everybody's business. And so they got all the statistics on life expectancy. They have all the statistics on uh, uh, birth rates and uh, infant mortality and language, what they speak and all that. That's the, F the FBI uh, fact. But go to the we ain't got to go there, Uncle. We could go to um, blackdemographic.com and blackdemographics.com. Oh, he fell out. He died out. You want to go to Black Democrats? Some of the other um, questions and whatnot, because man, I'm I'm looking at the chat. It's a lot of it's a man. I swear it because if information, listen, we say it all the time. Actually, Unc says it all the time. A well organized lie mm. will always defeat a disorganized truth, and and this is the reason why I even opened my mouth on the hangout earlier was to kind of lay a foundation so that we won't be all over the place in terms mm -hmm. of um, the, the, the discussions and the questions and, and all that good stuff. And I, I see that I failed in my mission because I'm looking at the, the chat and everybody everybody's still all over the place and everything. So, you know, I, I guess it's going to take a long <laughs> time. Hey, Buja. Somebody said they don't make medicine for blacks. <laughs> Robin Armstrong. <laughs> hey, this is the um, this is the stat statistic life expectancy at birth for selected years, nineteen hundred to two thousand sixteen, okay. and you see that the black, the white woman actually lives longer than all, all the black men, white men, and black women put together. The white woman lives the longest. Dang. Average age is eighty-one. Right for the white woman, the white man um, is seventy six. Mm. The black woman is seventy seven, and the black man is seventy one. 
Yeah, so, that sounds that sounds and, and guess what? All you gotta do is look to your family. I know I know my father died when he was 48. My mm-hmm. uncle died when he was about 65. I'm talking about natural causes. And my uncle, other uncle got ran over, got hit by a car. He was a Vietnam veteran, Uncle Lamont. Um, but my other uncle is still living, he's about 60 something. My mother died when she was 74, I believe. She didn't even reach the average. Um, so, you know, and, and, and so what are the reasons? We're talking about healthcare, y'all. We're talking about being in underdeveloped countries. We know how the countries got underdeveloped, so we're not going to act like they did not underdevelop Africa. We're not going to act like that, that, that mindset, you know what I'm saying, that was equally important back then to control the resources of the population is still not important today. We're not going to act like that's not there. Systemic racism, racism, period. We don't, we're not going to act like that's gone. But what we're saying is, it's because of lack of science, not the lack of religion. Find me a broke country, and I'll find you a country steeping damn religion. Find me a, 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 a black community hooded out, and I'll show you a, a highly religious spiritual community. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, the, so the... So, so, so the science, medicine, get, you know, being able to get to medicines in, in, in Africa, right, is a problem. That's why people come from all over the world to go to hospitals in the United States. That's why African kings go to Europe to get med- Why, Why would they do that? They can just go right to the bush and go to the herb man. They can run right to the rainforest. You know what I'm saying? Why not just go right to the rainforest? Why not just do that? You feel me? Like, that's where all the stuff is in the rainforest, right? Of course. What y'all don't know is, is that Africans play a p- pivotal role in modern medicines. That's what y'all don't know. That, that, that these uh, pharmaceutical companies, look it up, they go to the rainforests around the world, right, and actually, quote unquote, uh, sit down with those people and categorize plants and stuff and get, the, and get the plants and go back home and synthesize them and sell them back to you. What I'm saying is, is that those African nations don't have the ability to go from the forest, you know what I'm saying, to the goddamn point where you're taking that medicine from the forest and putting it in the herbs and synthesizing it so you can give it to the, to, to the people. Based off its underdevelopment and based off its lack of science. But thank goodness Africa is starting to wake up on this scientific literacy and they're not calling it white people's science neither. You know, we, we have a journal coming out that's going to be started by Africans. You know what I'm saying? So Africans do practice science. Just wanted to say that. What else we got in the chat room? Let's see. Uh, I think it's I think it's necessary to uh, distinguish between a what people are calling a theory uh, and a downplay of a of a theory. So I think everybody needs to understand this, and we and we can't say it uh, you know often enough is that a scientific theory is an explanation of facts. So if you want to keep it real, real simple to remember, all you do is do this. Whenever you say the word theory, just swap out that word theory and put the word explanation in its place. Okay, I can't make it any more simpler than that. Okay, that way we can end the um the ignorance when people say it's just a theory or i only deal with facts and evolution is just a theory or this and that is just a theory all right just swap out the word theory for the word explanation 
All right. And then and then and then you'll be OK, because nobody's confused except for the people who don't understand or don't never studied it. Because like African son. He said, get off the Darwin nonsense. First of all, the Darwin nonsense, you think it's Darwin nonsense. Darwin, you got a black man, Al-Jahid. You know what I'm saying? He was an Arab. I mean, not an Arab. Uh, he was a Muslim. He predate Darwin. And he was talking about evolution. Matter of fact, look up his book. It's called The Book of Animals. And he talks about the diversity. All right? So y'all tripping. The Darwin nonsense. No, it's only nonsense when you're scientifically illiterate. It becomes nonsense. You feel me? A car is nonsense when you can't build one. Then it's nonsense. A gun is nonsense when you can't build one. Then it's nonsense. A hospital is nonsense when you can't take your butt to one. Then it's nonsense. Then it's nonsense. Well, you got to walk miles to get running water. Then it's nonsense. Oh, that water. Oh, they can't make no water run. That ain't real. Yeah. Then it's nonsense, African son. You should change your name. Because science is an African endeavor. Uh, um, let me. I want to say this too because uh, uh, whoever Jersey Scheist is, um, for example, uh, and I've seen a few comments that the brothers, or I don't know if it's a brother or sister, uh, making. And see, this is the problem we have in our community: is that we will downplay something that we're ignorant on in order to justify that ignorance. And so people will say things like, "I did. I don't need evolution to buy a house." And see, that's to, I mean, that's really, really, really ridiculous to say, because one evolution is is a completely different. It addresses a completely different set of issues than buying a house and having money in the bank and having good credit and stuff like that. So when people do that, I just wanted to be known that when people do that, all they're doing is trying to cover over their ignorance. It's like something that that has a very foul smell and you just squirting perfume on it but you never clean actually clean up what's causing the smell in the first place that's what's happening people are drowning in their ignorance but then they want to justify drowning in the ignorance and still be cool about it by demonizing whatever the subject is or or creating these these false dichotomies and 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 making silly statements like that of course evolution uh you don't need to study evolution to buy a house I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous. And I'm, I'm addressing it because it's not the first thing that that person okay. said similar. Cool. Which one? African son, I'm going to make you famous. Just what you say. You say Darwin is not the current evolutionary, is not current evolutionary science. Man, shut up, man. All right. Right now, go to the mechanisms of evolution. And Charles Darwin, he doesn't purport evolution. He purports natural selection. Yes, that's still a viable part of uh, the evolutionary theory. Stop it. And his book is still the foundation of modern biology. Stop it. And for the record, for all y'all religious folks, right? Uh, somebody shot me a text. I ain't gonna say their name because I'm mad as hell at him. Right? But you cannot leave out Booker T. Washington. He promoted STEM and he was a damn Christian. So you can be a Christian and promote STEM. Booker T. Washington, he absolutely did that. Plain and simple. Just let y'all fools know. There you go. Yeah, African son, to make you famous though, bro. You you famous right now. Yep, I don't want name call you because I mean you got every right to say what you're saying, but I almost feel like going to my back ways and calling you stupid. But I ain't gonna call you stupid. You know I mean, because that that ain't right. All right, but yeah, that, that's you're just wrong on that. Darwin, you say Darwin is not the current is not current evolutionary science. Yeah, you're wrong. Foundation of modern biology, and 
uh, one mechanism that he purported natural selection, that's still that thing right there, man. That has not been overturned. That portion of has not. There you go. So what else we got here? So what's up, uh, Garfield? Where, where are all the questions? Where are all the, where are all the things? I know you, you've been talking about DNA. You've been talking about evolution in, in a couple of the, your previous shows and things. I know people have been in the chat trying to. Yeah, um, I got a few questions. Um, one of the questions that we, we, we have to answer though is um, I know Uncle answered the whole common ancestor stuff. I don't know if you want to divulge into that too, a little bit. Oh, well, um, I that's why that's why I did what I did earlier on is because um, people have to understand that evolution is a continuum and. Our issue really is with labeling and classifying things, because if everything blurred into into each other, like, for example, just look at the color spectrum, the, the rainbow, Roy G. Biv. All right. We, we abbreviated Roy G. Biv, the rainbow, the seven colors of the rainbow. Those those um, colors of light are really frequencies and they and they actually run into each other. But the only reason why we label red, red, orange, orange, blue, blue, if you notice it. People will argue about shades of blue because there's no definitive demarcated line between anything like like I gave it earlier about hot and cold. When does hot stop and cold begin and when does cold be, uh, stop and hot begin? Right before it get cold, right, right after it get hot. Right. There, there's there's no demarcating line there. It, it's it's our ability to label. And, 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 to, and to make these differentiations or demarcations ourselves. So the same thing with, with, human bio, with biology, period, but human biology. All we're doing is looking at the biological or evolutionary timeline, and then we're, we're creating these demarcated lines and naming them and labeling all of these different things. And so if it weren't for the gaps, people think gaps is a problem. Like people think gaps is, is the Achilles heel to the, to the theory of evolution, but it's not. Mm -mm. It's it's because of the gaps that we can even have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, we would simply everything would be um everything would be a blur. So anyway, I say all that to say is that when people talk about common ancestor, people people have in that conversation, people have to understand stand speciation, how how species divert, where where does the diversity come from. Where is the diversion or the separation of species? And so you can't have a conversation about common ancestor until you have a conversation about speciation. But the gist of it is, is that human, uh, you have to say a common ancestor to what? And if we're talking about humans and what? And most people, when they talk about common ancestor, they're, they're trying to talk about the common ancestor between uh, human beings and chimpanzees or human beings and modern um, apes. And that's really where the conversation is real limited. And that, that's a real dated and limited conversation. Why? Because that stops you only at a certain point. Because the common ancestor to even more than just humans and chimpanzees and, and orangutans and gorillas and whatnot, you go further, further back, a lot more animals or creatures can be dumped into that category. That's what I showed. That's why, that's why I did what I did earlier, to show the higher up the taxonomic rank system you go, the more... Um, creatures are included. It's only when you when you go down the ranks that it becomes more narrow and more specific. So the common ancestor, uh, like I read earlier, 
the common ancestor to many, many creatures. It actually lives in the ocean. So everybody won't talk about, well, who is African? Who, who is this? And who is, who is African? Who's not African? Well, how, well, why not talk about who's oceanic and who's not? Because now you're going way back. So, so it's, it's, it's to let people understand, to know that these conversations are based in a certain context. And so a common ancestor, uh, we have a common ancestor with um, the modern lesser uh, apes and the other great apes. Okay. And, but it doesn't mean that we come from, like people think that we come from ape. We don't come from an ape, a modern ape. And we don't come from modern chimpanzees or we don't, and nobody ever said we come from monkeys. But the thing is, is that we have, we have a commonality that we split from. We have a common ancestor. It's not that we come from, but we have a common ancestor. And so people have to understand that. I mean, I don't know, you know, like I said, without going into speciation, people are not even going to understand why we even have the phrase common ancestor. Like, what does that mean? Common ancestor. So in order to really unpack that, you have to understand how speciation occurs. And, and you have to have, you know, we have to have that conversation. We can have it. We can get into that right now, you know, if, if, if need be. But I'm just saying, so common ancestor. Uh, People bring it up as if it's a problem. It's not a problem at all. Um, okay, so with the common ancestor and all that stuff, can you explain to us, someone asked earlier, what's the difference between Homo sapiens sapiens and Homo sapiens, and how long has Homo sapiens been on the planet? 300,000 years, Morocco, the Morocco fine. So it's 300,000 years now. Where it went from 190,000 years in Olivo Gorge, Ethiopia, Omo Valley. Uh, it was 190,000. They found uh, Homo sapien bones in the strata that goes to uh, 190,000. And then they found some uh, some bones lately in uh, Morocco. All right. And for the record, for everybody who want to play the Moor card, uh, 300,000 years ago, it wasn't called Morocco. It wasn't called nothing. All right, it's just a place where the bones lie of our ancestors. So they found uh, archaic Homo sapiens in Morocco that's older than um, quote unquote Ethiopia. And for the record, the 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 actual uh, um, the, the 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 origin, the really the origin of Homo sapiens sapiens, or the, or the origin of humanity. Let me say that the origin of humanity is really in South Africa. That's humanity. All right, we find a lot of different mixing of different species, okay? And um, so, yeah, uh, 300,000 years right now. So that date might change based off of more, more available data. So we'll say as of 2019, okay? So, you know, All right. go ahead. You going to say something, Uja? Yeah, I was just going to um, say the other part of that. Other part of that is that um, we have to understand that First, we have to understand how the labeling system works, which I which I went into a little earlier. But Homo, we are of the subspecies called Homo sapiens sapiens. And so there were other Homo sapiens. So the question was, what's the difference? And so remember, we have Homo sapiens sapiens, which are which are all modern human beings that are living today. And, and you know, uh, another word for that would be anatomically uh, modern humans, AMH. 
Then you have other kinds of Homo sapiens. So you have Homo sapien adaltu, Homo sapien neanderthalnus, Homo sapien rhodonesianus. And so all of these other Homo sapiens are extinct. They've died off. They're gone. Homo sapiens sapiens or modern human beings that are living today, we are the only survivors of our species. Okay, so that's the that's the um the difference. They don't they don't exist, we still exist. All right, and and the difference is how things are classified. So on the on the uh, level above us, you have Homo antecessor, Homo heidelbergensis, um and some others. Okay, so you have to understand how these things are classified and rank. And I, you know, I don't have it on the screen to show, but just look into that and you'll start to see how everything branches off. But us modern human beings living today, regardless of, of the uh, social constructs of race and things like that, every single human being that lives today is of the same exact species or subspecies to be more exact, Homo sapiens sapiens. And this is the reason why, regardless of, of this social construct of, of races, homo, uh, human beings can interbreed and produce fertile offspring. We're all of the same species. And it's because of this fact that people can say that there's only one race. And when they say there's only one race, they're using the word race by its biological definition and not its social definition. All right. I want to make that very clear. There's a social uh, notion of race and then there's a biological notion of race. So when people say all human beings are of one race, they're there's they're swapping the word race. Uh, in place of species. But when in a social context, uh, there's multiple races. And they usually attach colors to those labels white black red yellow they don't even use red and yellow anymore they use asian and native for those two colors but they still but people still keep white and black a white man a black man but they don't call asians yellow man i mean you hear you you know you may hear that uh here and there but that's not as popular as people saying um white man black man the white man did this the black man did this they don't say the yellow man they say asian so they they switch from a color to a whole continent in terms of naming so anyway it's important to understand these things so anyway i just wanted to uh kind of add on to that that's the difference between um the homo sapien and homo sapien sapiens homo sapien is a is a is a la layer above in the in the uh taxonomic labeling system All right. Um, can you um break down the, the Morocco and the difference between the Morocco um and the, the other finds that we find in Africa? Homo sapiens sapien or what what is going on with the Morocco find? You could spend two minutes. I know you've done it a hundred times already. Well go ahead. Uh, that was one of the questions. All right, well wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, I'm gonna answer that. Uh those ones in Morocco are slightly a little more archaic, uh, which you would really expect to find because they're older. Um, but they still classify them as classifying them as Homo sapiens sapiens. I mean, it is what it is. So fundamentally, they look like us, maybe a little more archaic, a little more robust, maybe. But uh, they classify them as Homo sapiens sapiens. And you know, like Wuja said, uh, that's one of the hardest things to do is to classify things. So they always go back to it and recheck and relook 
And I mean, the whole study is very, very interesting. So it's not like, it's not perfect. See, everybody wants everything to be religious. Like, see, religion is perfect. Well, you know, Jesus died for our sins and he came back and saved humanity. That's a, that's the perfect way to do things with no interference from nothing. But in real life, there, there are challenges. Uh, you know, there, there's always challenges. There's always people challenging the challenges, right? Uh, it's part of the learning process. So, so we don't just be stuck. And so for all those who grew up on Homo sapiens sapiens, uh, being in, be, being in the old of old Valley, uh, in Ethiopia, Rift Valley. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, now you got to change that. So the oldest such finds aren't in Ethiopia anymore. They're in Morocco, which is still Africa, right? Which was something before they, which was just a landmass before they put that name on it. So just look that up, Morocco find. You can read that. But what I, I want to go back to uh, that question that we, that we, that I want to bring back up that came in an hour ago. And so I want to talk about uh, things, uh, speciation or things changing, uh, changing species or, or whatever they, I think the question was, have we observed evolution in nature? Uh, yes, we have. And so if you look at the salamanders, salamanders that you find in uh, Northern California. Okay, so you get this one species of salamander up in Northern California, and we talked about a common ancestor. And so this salamander in Northern California started to travel southern routes. Okay, so a band of these salamanders went inland to travel south uh, near the quote-unquote, uh, I think it's the Nevada, Nevada mountains in the forest inland. And then you get the salamanders that was up north. They took, these same salamanders took a southern route. Okay, so, and, and so in the middle is the uh, quote unquote uh, is a section they didn't travel, so it kind of it divided them. Uh, y'all can look y'all can look this up and get the exact names of it, okay? But and so they actually split off. They traveled in the southerly route. One went inland, right, in the in the Nevada mountains, and one went in Nevada mountains in, in forested forested areas, and then one went to uh, more, more more coastal routes, right? So watch this. This, let's just give an example. Let's just say it was 100 of them. And they, the population split off. 50 went one way and 50 went the other way. Now, these ones that went to the, quote, unquote, uh, towards the mountain regions, mountain and forces regions, they developed uh, 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 camouflage because they're in the forest, right? And those who developed better camouflage survived over those who didn't develop better, better cam camouflage. And as they travel a southerly, southerly route, you know what I'm saying, they get highly camouflaged. Now, the ones that took the coastal route, you know what I'm saying, as they took their route, uh, it's not a lot of forest, they started mimicking poisonous newts for their survivability. So those who look more poisonous and, and, and bright colors, so they wasn't trying to be camouflaged, they was trying to develop these, these bright colors that look like these poisonous newts, right? And, and they was bright in color. They was trying to stand out, right? You know, in nature, when you see something real bright in color, that, that means that it possibly could be poison. And so they mimicked that. And those that had those bright colors lasted longer than those that didn't have those bright colors. And by the time they get down, by the time this population of salamanders get down to the southern portion of California, right, they can no longer mix back with each other. This is called speciation. You know what I'm saying? They can't mix back. They've got, they have developed, they have developed, in isolation, right, apart from each other for so long that by the time they meet up again, 
they can no longer mate with each other. This is the same thing that happened with the homo sapiens sapiens, right? This is the same thing that happened with, uh, quote unquote, uh, homo sapiens sapiens, quote unquote, or just the homogeneous family, my fault, the homogeneous family and the chimpanzee. They split and they went in two different directions, right? They think they, they have been influenced by different natural forces. So, the, so, they, so scientists have, have shown that these particular salamanders, you know what I'm saying, have developed differently over time, and by the time they meet back up, right, they can no longer mate. Now, now for, for, for absolutely observing something, look at the finches, and I think uh, we talked about that, uh, the finches, Darwin finches. Uh, you can go to the Journal of Science, read the article entitled, hold on, let me get it. It's moving slow. Damn, it's supposed to be up already. Hold on. One second. All right, so y'all got to go to, one minute. I want y'all to go to, first of all, go to Nova. Go to Nova and look at the video on evolution. All right. Okay, Nova. Visit N-O-V-A. All right. And type in salamanders and that article should come up, come up for you. All right. And then underneath of that video, right, you can talk about salamanders in California are evolving just as Darwin might have predicted. I talked about that. All right. So hold on, let's get to the, wait, defense. Let me say this, I'm going to say this again. Go to Nova and find an article uh, dealing with the salamanders and evolution and action. And then go to the Journal of Science, right? And, and get the article called uh, Hybrid, Rapid Hybrid Speciation in Darwin's Finches. Okay? Uh, that's a hard read right there. Come to something that's more easy to bear with and read would be the article entitled there's a blog on this actual article. Let me find it real fast for you. Hold on. Well, you know how technology do, but it takes time. One second. No, that's not it. Mm. All right, hold on. One second, let me get these DLGs finches real quick. All right. Okay. Uh, new, bird, new bird species has evolved on the Galapagos. G-A-L-A-P-A-G-O-S. Galapagos. All right, that's the islands where uh, Darwin did his uh, field research based off of actually having uh, uh, time being spent learning from John Edmondson, uh, the African freed kidnapped victim from South America. So Darwin actually took his class. At this point in Darwin's life, he wanted to be a surgeon. Uh, the brother was actually a natural scientist and he convinced Darwin to be uh, a scientist. And he took this information of learning about how to stuff animals, taxidermy, and, and understand the diversity because uh, um, Brother John uh, taught him about the diversity in the rainforest, uh, which he learned about in South, South America. Darwin gets inspired to be a naturalist, and, and there's goddamn history for you. All right? And so this read is called, if I can just get it, God darn it. Okay. All right, because the one, the one, the one, uh, Garfield sent was, was from the actual journal. 
And so this particular article uses the journal as a um, as a source, right? But this is an easier read. It says uh, the title is "The New, New Bird Species Has Evolved on Galapagos," and scientists watched it happen. So this is the answer to that question. First, look at the video on the salamanders, right? Because that kind of answered the common ancestor and how two living organisms can split. All right, and end up being totally something totally separate. Okay. And this one's going to talk about how they actually observed it. So it says, for the first time, scientists have been able to observe something amazing the evolution of a complex new species in the wild, a in real time. And it took just two generations. It says, uh, now genetic sequencing and the, the, the analysts of physical characteristics have confirmed the new species. Darwin's finch, okay, endemic to a small island called, this is D-A-P-H-N-E, uh, dolphin in major, in Galapagos. It said, its discoverer have nicknamed it Big Bird. So look up Big Bird and Darwin, right? It said, there are at least 15 species of Darwin's finches, so named because their diversity helped frame naturalist Charles Darwin Remember I told you why he became a naturalist? That's dealing with black man did that. Yeah, let's get that straight. Uh, Darwin's figured out his, th helped Darwin figure out his theory of evolution by natural selection. They say that is, that is, mutations can help species become better adapted to their environment and be uh, passed down to subsequent generations. It's two of these species that came together in what is called uh, species hybridization uh, to create an entirely new one. And so uh, in this article talks about how two different species of finches, like, like, like baboons, there's several different species of baboons. And we know whenever those species of baboons, when they, when they boundary cross into each other, we know they mix right there. Just like uh, Homo neanderthal and Homo sapiens. They're two different species of, of, the, uh, hum, of the Homo uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Categorization, and when these and when these kind of ranges kind of meet, then they mate. So I know I know it sounds crazy. I know you're like, why? Yeah, why they do that? When those people back then obviously didn't know the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying they didn't know the difference. Obviously they didn't, and they mixed with each other because that's part of what nature do. Nature mixed back and forth, if possible. All right, and if and if a species comes within uh, two million years of each other, they can mate. Is what it is. I know y'all saying, man, but that's what happened. Yes, and so it goes on to say, um, uh, while uh, on expedition on on Major Island with, with wait Dolphin and Major Island, Peter and B. Rosemary Grant, biologists at the Princeton University noticed uh, the presence of a non-native uh, interloper, okay? Goes on to say, it also it also known as a large cacoot finch and is native to other Galapagos Islands named Espanola, Genovese, Darwin, and Wolf. That's the reference. Now, it say, as one of the largest species of Darwin finches and with the different song than the three native Dolphin majors, that's my fault, da, dolphin major species, the newcomer, a male, stood out. So what he's basically saying is that 
uh, a different species of finch, uh, migrated to the islands and mated with other species. And out of that, and out of those two matings, it developed a whole other species. There you go. So they have observed it in nature. So y'all can't say that. Y'all can't say that it happened. Then you got this black scientist from Harvard. He actually watched uh, quote unquote lizards in nature uh, actually uh, evolve. Y'all can look that up. I'm gonna find his name. I have in one of my presentations. I forgot. Uh, you know, he was doing his field research for his doctorate, and he actually observed rapid evolution. Look that up. Okay. So yeah, man, all that, all that fighting back and forth, and because basically y'all not studying, y'all not reading. Go to the Journal of Science, right? Get an easy read on that subject. Would be uh, the new bird, new bird species that evolved on the Galapagos, and scientists have watched it happen. So that there's an answer to that question. Uh, you're not going to be able to get around that. You're not going to be able to defeat that. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to address, um, I think it's Marcel. Brother name is Marcel. Um, making fingers. About, no, 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 it's, it's not one of those it's, it's things. Um, Marcel asked a good question about uh, whether, whether it's the consensus of the scientific community that um, our modern species of Homo sapiens sapiens uh, started in Morocco, Africa. And everything. So um, to answer his question, uh, in terms of the the level of con of um, consensus in the scientific community, I cannot speak to. But uh, as of 2017, so for the past two years, it's been um, the subject of conversations in the in the the um, you know evolutionary um, environment. You know, the scientists among the bio, the bio or genetic scientists dealing with evolution. So they're talking about uh, modern humans uh, emerging approximately 200,000 years ago in East Africa and now over 100,000 years earlier, pushing it back to about 300,000, give or take, in the area of uh, Morocco. And so that was, that was uh, made more popularly or published around 2017. So for the past two years, that's been going on. So uh, in order to, to see where that goes or, or what, what develops from that? I don't, I don't see, first of all, our ancestors didn't even, the ancient, ancient ancestors never even knew about a damn continent. All they know, they was on land. They didn't even make, put that name. So it, it wouldn't matter because there wasn't no Ethiopia back then. Like we get caught up on the wrong things, man. I know Dr. Ben and everybody stressed Ethiopia because they was trying to fight a, a social and political system that was trying to take humanity out of Africa, right? Okay, uh, uh, if Dr. Ben was living right now today, he would read, of, and, and if Dr. Ben, Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark, and uh, John Jackson was living today, they would absolutely say, yep, we agree with this. Because there's no way around it. Like, if you dig down to the strata of 300,000 years, you find them in the places now called um, Morocco. And so it becomes an anachronism when you try to place Ethiopia back then. It becomes an anachronism when you try to place Morocco back then. An anachronism is when you try to take a place in time and put it in an older space. So like when you say there are camels in the Bible, when you read about John Joseph and them riding on a damn camel, you know damn well that back then during that time period, there wasn't no damn camels. 
I'm going to say again, in Genesis, when you read about camels and Joseph and them coming on camels, you know it's an anachronism because back during that time period, there weren't any camels. The camels were introduced to that area. So during the time supposedly when Genesis was supposed to happen, you know what I'm saying, in that time period, there wasn't any camels. You can look it up. When was the camels introduced into the Middle East? Look it up. Okay? So that's the same thing y'all doing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all acting like Ethiopia and Morocco was back then. That's the same thing people are doing with this argument about Kemet meaning black people. You're doing the same thing. They're, they're placing racism, white supremacy in a time period where it, it wasn't even invented yet. You feel me? Like there was no need to fight over the color of your damn skin because it wasn't nothing but brown to black people then. So it's the darndest damn thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go too far on that, but I'm just making that point right there, though. Yeah, I see. Overall, listen, I'm looking at the chat, and I just wish that. I mean, you know, I I, I chime in on chats. You know, I watch people's shows, um, and everything, and I see how the chats go from time to time. And I, I overall, boy, I, I just wish people, like, I don't know, I, I I wish that people's age would show up next to their name. Or whatever, because the level of maturity versus immaturity is just crazy to me. Um, and in a lot of these, you know, exchanges that we have on YouTube or even on Facebook or whatever the case is. And man, I mean, if we really, really trying to build on some knowledge to even to even siphon through it to find out what's useful and what's not, because you know, knowledge is knowledge, information is information. Mm -hmm. We could talk to we're blue in the face about something that has no practical application mm. and and now if that's our goal then that's cool but if it's not our goal then then what did we do we we end up wasting our time so it, it makes it even that much harder when people come into these uh dialogues and, and and everything and then troll you know they try to distract and they try to change topics and they don't even understand um how to even communicate how how communication is based is topic based and and how we narrow down topics and stay on point and then switch uh, uh, way to a different topic this that other like like there, there's some basic communication skills that are that are severely lacking in our communities and this is why people argue uh get personal call people names and this that and the other like we really 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 got to do better because I'm, I'm watching this this chat and it's like like if i had to scroll through i mean it's hard enough trying to find out who's who who has some real uh questions like some some worthwhile beneficial questions that can push the conversation forward like like why do i why do i have to address like for example um the person there's a person in there in, in there you know what we're talking about then somebody's gonna compare like what we're doing and, and its usefulness and so i asked the question well why are you here like if like why go to a place and then complain about being there like why come into a conversation and then complain about the conversation when when you don't have to be in the conversation? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And that's that's like the primary definition of a troll. A person is just injecting themselves somewhere where they don't even want to be <laughs> and, and, and then complain about it to, oh, to and complain loudly to distract the conversation on that complaint instead of what the conversation really was was originally about. So the point here. Is that I mean we're discussing things about evolution, 
we're taught we're connected in with uh you know a little dna or whatever people got questions so people got some interest interesting questions but they get drowned out by trolls and you know and then and then when the moderators try to regulate then then even more complaints so it's, it's just a tumbling effect that we don't need so listen y'all i wish that everybody could be more mature and and um deal with the issues that we're actually discussing Otherwise, why why even turn the chat on? You know what I'm saying? We might as well just build be like be like stupid setting them. They don't turn the chat on. <laughs> oh well, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't give life to those. To, to oh, those, I do. Those I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. They breathing and talking shit. I'm they. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, that yeah yeah. That's you. I mean, that's my personal thing. That's yeah. my personal thing. Right. So I can't answer that. So so but my my point though is the maturity. So we we as a community as as communities. Of us, the the quote unquote we's, man, we got to do better. We gotta we gotta be more mature about this, man. I mean, people, we nobody's getting any younger, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't be in our sixties still trolling and doing this doing this stuff. It's not productive, y'all. It's not productive. We gotta do better. So I'm just I just want to say that as as a, as a little rant towards the chat. I'm trying to follow. Actually, I'm looking at the chat really just to try to get some good questions out of it and, and address it in the chat or or on the mic, but I can't even do that because, you know, uh, what's going on. So anyway, that's all I want to say, man. I ho hopefully everybody can get it, get it together. I know the moderators, everybody's doing a good job. We got a couple of, I know Monica's on top of it um, as usual, cause she don't want to be fired. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's why I keep saying, like, where are the questions at? Like, where, where are the interesting questions? Like, if you wanna, you just wanna, like, people wake up when they think they got something, it would be me going to a Hebrew show. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, you know, I'm scientifically literate. I know I am. And I know I could defeat them. So they have that same mindset. Well, I can come over here and defeat them. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know if they're troll. I don't know what the hell he is. But I know they're not going to get past science for science. So here's an article for y'all. Uh, go to Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia is an encyclopedia, whatever you want to admit it or not. It's entitled Interbreeding Between Archaic and Modern Humans. Okay, right there. It's going to talk about Dinosaur and Neanderthal and modern humans. It's also going to bring up a very interesting point. We hear people say on regular occurrences that, ah, man, look, the Africans never mixed with the, the Africans that stayed on the continent of Africa never mixed in with Neanderthal and never did this, never that. Right? And so we come right here. Uh, genome analysis suggests that there is a global, divi hold on, global division in Neanderthal integration. Look up the word integration between sub-Saharan African population and other modern human groups, including North Africans, rather than between African and non-African population. North African groups share a similar excess of derived alleles with Neanderthals, as do non-African populations, whereas sub-Saharan African groups are the only modern population that generally did not express Neanderthal admixture. Okay, it's a Neanderthal genomic a uh, single uh, uh, signal among North African populations was found to vary depending on relative quantitative uh, of autochronomous North African, European, Near Eastern, and Sub-Saharan uh, ancestry. And so us West Africans, right, um, that are still on the continent, what, right, they don't have those levels, but North Africans do. And we know that uh, uh, North Africans make up part of the quote-unquote Nile Valley African population, because it is in North Africa. 
Okay, so we make these blanket statements and crazy about the, the ad mixing and the interference and all that. The truth is, before the African ever step foot, and see, Wuja, we talk about this. This is the shit that's crazy to me, bro. That we'll talk about Neanderthals and, and how Europeans are Neanderthals and all that and how they mix in, but we never talk about the Hausa. We never talk about these, 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 these pygmy groups, all right, that got that they're mixed in with archaic DNA. You can look it up, the Hauser. Pygmy groups mixed in before they left Africa. There were admixing going on with archaic humans. We don't never talk about that. We focus in on the media-driven Neanderthals. You know, like that media, that the media-driven Neanderthals were dumb, stupid. That's not who Neanderthals really was. You got a wrong picture of what Neanderthals was. One, they was in the human family, whether you like it or not. And two, they wasn't as ignorant as crazy as people make it out to be. As a matter of fact, mixing in with Neanderthal gave those people outside of Africa a daggone leg up. Because to, so when something mixed with something, what's left? It's the genes. Uh, uh, Wuja talks about the shuffling of the genes. So like the Dina Sovin, when it mixed in with Homo sapiens sapiens, it gave those Homo sapiens sapiens that were staying in mountain regions, th those particular uh, uh, um, uh, markers actually helped them breathe in higher altitudes. So, so, so that was they. They needed that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I think the genes that was left in the outer, uh, the, the population, the non-Africans, the, the, these genes helped them survive in colder weather more, gave them thicker skin. It, it, you know what I'm saying? They helped their uh, quote-unquote immunity system. So people don't even understand the shuffling of the genes. And maybe you could talk about that, Wuja. They don't understand how uh, uh, how a, a, a mother and a father can have two babies. Right, and they express different genes in two different babies. Brothers and sisters, you get different expressions of the genes. You know, like right now, some people uh, uh, have stronger hearts than other than other people. Some people are susceptible to heart disease. This is in the gene pool. So while you hating the genes and hating and, 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 and talking crazy about white people or, or Asian people, you might have a gene, right, that helps your heart pump. This is stronger than the gene that you might have got from a black ancestor of which you quote unquote deem black ancestor. So everybody just needs to shut up sometime. There is no race. It's just the illusion of it. It's a social construct. You need to understand that. And, 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 and the regular, us regular people who do not understand genes, the racist white supremacists will sit there and argue about race. They're really arguing about phenotypes. Most of you don't even understand what phenotypes are. Blood pressure is a phenotype. So your phenotype changes on a daily basis based off the level of your blood pressure. Your nose is a phenotype. Your facial structure is a phenotype. The color of your skin is a phenotype. So, 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 so people superficially argue over phenotypes for race. See? And you can always get tricked by phenotypes because we can come so so the so the, the crazy aboriginals are getting faked out by phenotypes comedic press is getting faked out by phenotypes when it comes to that issue i support their work but on that particular issue they're getting faked out by phenotypes as the car argues about the all max phenotypes if you look at the all max statue the face you're looking at a phenotype that the racist white supremacy clearly said that black people got big noses. Look, look at my nose. I got a big ass nose, but I don't got the big lips. I got thin lips. 
So that don't mean I'm black. I got to have big nose and big lips. What do I got to have a little nose and uh, big lips or little lips and big uh, Like, right? Phenotype, color my skin. So I ain't African because I ain't pitch black. So the aboriginals, the car, and you know you're my man, the car, Dr. the car. You know, I support your books, but you're wrong on that because you're, you're acquiescing to a faulty premise that phenotypes equal a race. It never has and never will. Okay? And so the aboriginals, not to glide over that, they're getting tricked by phenotypes. They look at the all-max stats and say, see, that's an African. But you can go there right now today. I dare you. I dare y'all. Go there today. You will find people that are indigenous to that area that look like them damn statues. Because people, because this is a phenotype that you can find in areas in southern areas where the heat source is more, near the equator. So you can go to Mesoamerica, which is clearly, squarely in the damn equator, and find people dark to brown. And find people with these phenotypes that survive better in the equator areas. You know what I'm saying? You can find those people right now because these phenotypes are best fit in this particular region of the world. They fit better. Bigger noses allow you to have more air coming in. If you're in the Nordic region, you don't want big noses because it's going to allow more air to come in. And the more air that comes in, freezing cold will freeze your damn brain. So people with big noses didn't survive. Uh, you, you're proving you're proving Elijah Muhammad's fifty thousand year old theory right now, bro. <laughs> About thick lips and big nose. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, Elijah was wrong as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, he said that we wasn't. And man, the point is, man, that listen, the regular population, non-scientists, argue over phenotypes. Most people don't even know what the goddamn phenotypes is. When I mention the word high blood pressure, that probably threw y'all. Yes, high blood pressure, your blood type is your phenotype. Okay? And so, listen, only people who are non-literate in science, regular people, racist white supremacists, argue over phenotypes. They did it so much that they developed a whole scientific study. You know what I'm saying? Over race, out mongoloid, cargozoid, and negroid. That was nonsense. And they taught it in Harvard and Yale as a reason for why they was enslaving African people. Yes, they did. And it's called scientific racism. But what overturned the scientific racism? The people y'all hate, Charles Darwin and Albert Churchwood overturned that. The theory of natural selection overturned that. Because at that time, they was trying to say that black people wasn't as smart as white people. Based off of the brain cases they found that they claimed was cargozoids was bigger, so they were smart. So a bigger brain and all that, they said all that. You feel me? And so we come to the title. See, I ain't forget that. Y'all thought I forgot that. Y'all thought I forgot the title that I was talking about, about Charles Darwin. I didn't forget about that. No, I did not. I didn't forget about it when my damn computer did. Right? Charles Darwin, the, the, the origin of the species by way of natural selection or, hold on. Man, I keep forgetting. What's that title, man? Hold on. Wait. I'm, I won't get it precise. Hold on. Damn. Let me get it precise here. Because it's something in the title that most people get tri tricked up on. It's in the title, the Origin of the Species. On the origin of the species by means of natural selection or the preservation of the favorite races in the struggle for life. So you read it and say, Unk, you're out your goddamn mind. Did the guy that you big up in Charles Darwin is talking about race right there? See, Unk, right there. Go to Wikipedia and type in the origin of the species. 
right there. You say, see, Unc, it says it. It says the origin of species by means of natural selection. Or, or watch this, Unc, or the preservation of the favorite races in the struggle of life. So he's talking about white people. Let me break it down. And he's talking about how they're the favorite races, how they better than everybody and smarter than everybody. Because he wrote that during the time when they was racist like that. Yeah, yeah, Unc, what are you talking about? Why would you give our people that? Why would you teach them to read a book that says the favorite races, you know, damn well, they were talking about white people and Darwin was supporting racism, white supremacy with that theory of evolution claiming we come among What's wrong with you, Unc? That's how y'all do me. But once we slow the conversation down, we know when you spit this type of information, you got it from the racist, white supremacist, religious people. Because when we look at this book, when we see by preservation of the favorite races, Charles Darwin wasn't talking about human beings. He was talking about when, when you see the word favorite, you see the word racist, he was using that word racist in place of variation. So it, were, it very well could read, or by preservations of the favorite variations in the struggle for life. He was basically saying those who have the variations that are best fit in a certain environment will survive to the age of reproduction. And the whole book talks about that. As a matter of fact, the whole book doesn't even talk about homo sapiens sapiens or humans. Not at all. He mentions a homo sapiens in one damn line at the end of the book. One to two sentences. So the book is not even talking about humans and how they evolve. But since y'all never read the damn book, right, since it's a hard-ass read because it's a scientific book, y'all just talk shit about it. That's just, I, I ain't even got to look at uh, uh, Starrod's stupid SETI, the general contractor, and the young the young pseudo Buzz Lightyear's. I almost forgot that. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear's. Up, up in the way, I ain't even got to look at that and know they tripped up and made that mistake right there. This is how you know they don't know what, let me slow it down. This is how you know they don't know what they're talking about. So Charles Darwin some of the variations. And the book, if you read the book, you would say, man, it ain't talking about races. Damn, it's some of the variations of different things. So in Charles Darwin's book, he has plants. He has all different types of animals, all different types of plants, of the fences that we talked about. All of that he talked about. The variations, right? And so a good example, watch this. So if you just take some little crickets, you know them crickets you hear outside making all the noise? Or those grasshoppers, right? If you take, if you look at a population of grasshoppers that are located in deep sand, you will find out that the mechanism they use to lay eggs is long. It's longer because they gotta, you know, they in deep sand. So they gotta push the eggs down far enough in the sand so the predators don't eat it. So when you study those particular grasshoppers, right, this this look is located in deep sand, right? And then walk 10 steps. To, to shorter sand, right, you'll find that those grasshoppers that live in that area have shorter mechanisms that will lay eggs. Why? This is natural selection at play, right? So if those grasshoppers with uh, uh, shorter mechanisms that lay eggs were in the deep sand and try to lay eggs, those eggs will sit more closely to the surface and predators will eat them. So more less babies, less grasshopper babies will be born because more of the eggs been eaten, right? So that advantage that that grasshopper had in the low sand of laying eggs is a disadvantage. The same thing if the grasshopper that had the long mechanism that disseminated eggs was in a short sand area, right? Then those eggs wouldn't even, you couldn't even lay the damn eggs. It'd be sitting on top because that little mechanism wouldn't even go down deep and it just wouldn't fit in that area. 
So those eggs lay on top and get eaten. But the grasshopper with the shorter thing would be able to pierce the sand, right, just enough, right, and could lay those eggs comfortably. So it's the same thing with um, uh, moths. So Darwin predicted that it's, it's a particular moth. Look it up, right? That this moth actually fertilizes tubers, those those plants, right? And 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 for you to fertilize it, right? Or what they what's the word they use for it? I forget the word they use for it. Uh, um, when you know, like honeybees pollinate them, right? When you take them pollen from another plant, you pollinate it and allows the plant okay to grow. So when you this particular moth has a has like a this particular tuber, right? Has a long ass area where you got to get down to pollinate the plant. And so Darwin knew that there had to be a moth with a longer mechanism that will pollinate that. He said, one day we will find that moth that actually could pollinate that particular tuber. And guess what, y'all? Years later, they found that moth. And yes, it was long enough, about three, four, five inches, to reach down and pollinate that particular uh, uh, plant. You feel me? And so just like with, with flowers, flowers, Flowers have certain colors that human beings can't see. I'm going to say it again. When you're looking at flowers, look at different colors. There are colors that your eyes aren't, uh, aren't able to see, that the honeybee can see. So the honeybee can see different flower colors that humans can't see, right? And then when they see these extra colors, these honeybees know that these are the plants that we're going to pollinate and get food from. That's part of the evolutionary process. So if they couldn't see these plants, they couldn't pollinate them. So, I mean, look, man, y'all not going to win that. Not Sarah Stupid City and Buzz Lightyear's ain't going to win. They're going to have you run around sounding stupid. The Aborigines going to have you run around fighting race. Oh, we were the first race, and that didn't look like that. Man, y'all sound stupid. Don't teach your babies that. So, you know what I mean? I went a little far right there. But I just want to let you know that without me even watching Buzz Lightyear and Sarah Stupid said, you already know they made the mistake on dog. I already know. Because they don't read. And you know what's funny? When I break down their video, because it's coming, I'm going to break it down right here, right? I promise you that at the end of the day, the, the people that holler about they can't stand white people and they hate white people and white signs, they're going to use white religious people. These are the two guys that bang on religion and other people's religion, religiously, will go and use white documentation by religious Christians to defeat a scientific theory. Man, the dirty pot calling the kettle black. Or the kettle hey, calling the black. I have to go. I, I ain't watched it yet, so I'm going to predict that. Hold on. We're going to play this video. I am predicting that Starbucks stupid study, right, and Buzz Lightyear are going to use racist white Christian supremacy to try to defeat Charles Dalton and all the misinformation that comes with it. Not knowing that the information that Charles Darwin put forth actually defeated the scientific racism of that day and actually supported black people. Remember, he was part of the abolitionist movement. His grandfather, his wife, they was all wanting to abandon slavery. They was all against slavery. And so his scientific theory of natural selection actually defeated that argument that they was teaching in Harvard and Yale. And how many times do I got to say that? I'm going to say this one more time. I'm going to shut up. Charles Darwin, right, was fighting against slavery. His grandfather told him that. His wife, Arlen, was part of these organizations. Whether we believe that to be the truth or 
nowadays, when we thought they really cared about black people or just was financially wanting to go get whatever, but they fought against it. But his theory that he came up with actually helped support that black people was one, the first on earth, and two, were just as intelligent as anybody. And three, that the garbage that they were teaching in science class in Harvard and Yale was wrong. So that's what it did. Plain and simple. It proved and verified, right, that all things that walked up, right, you know what I'm saying, started in Africa and came out in the loins of a black man and a black woman. Before that point, they thought niggas started in Asia. That's the Aryan theory. Then the biblical theory said everybody started in the Garden of Eden. So before Charles Darwin, you know what I'm saying, and, and quote, unquote, Albert Churchwood, man, Get out of here with that. So I just wanted to make that point. All right. So there's some, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, there are some good questions and uh, and I don't want them to go and ignore it. I don't know if anybody's keeping track of the questions. So I try to scroll up mm-hmm. and look at some of the questions um, uh, in the chat. And so I just want to address a few of them real fast. They're quick questions. Uh, Marcel asks, what y'all does, Evolution, in your opinion, have any effect on people's behavior? And I typed the answer to that one already, but I just want to say in general, ev- evolution is a very, very broad phenomenon that that has many mechanisms. And, and to study it, um, it doesn't directly affect behavior directly. Like you can't pinpoint behavior is affected by a, a cascade of different things. So you know just understand that when you're asking that kind of question behavior is affected by a cascade of different things all right evolution being one of the many things but but even when you say that it's it's a broad thing because evolution is uh, life is a participant in evolution and life obviously you're going to behave and so therefore you know whatever so just think about that um another one was uh dagger squad is are evolution and survival of the fittest the same thing? And then um, that was by Ankenaten asking that question. Then Admiral Majai Majai asked the question, uh, what is the difference between evolution and mutation? So those two questions kind of go hand in hand. Um, Are evolution and survival of the fittest the same thing? And then what's the difference between evolution and mutation? Those those things go kind of hand in hand. And so the, the short and skinny answer to both of those is you have to understand that evolution is a uh, combination of descent with modification and natural selection. And so when I say or when you hear the terms descent with modification, you're talking about mutations. OK, from generation to generation, when when um, organisms have offspring, there are mutations that occur where exact copies of uh, DNA are not uh, you know, 100% exact, where you have changes that occur. And these changes um, are recorded, obviously, in the passing of the DNA through descent. And so where we get modification in the descent is through mutations, the changes that, uh, that occur. And you have genetic populations that will inherit these changes. And so when a when a genetic population, and this this ties a little bit into speciation, but without going too far into it, what happens is as generations are uh, born or move forward, mutations occur. And so the the present generation will inherit whatever those mutations are. 
And what happens is when you have genetic populations of people that can intermingle, interbreed, and then there's a split in that genetic population where one half goes in one direction into a, into a, a certain area and another half goes into a different area um, where they no longer uh, interbreed with one another. Now you what what happens is the 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 successive mutations they're no longer allowed to mix back into the whole, and so now you become distinct genetic populations as time moves forward. Okay, and that's and that's the short and skinny of how speciation occurs, where these mutations are taking place not as a collective big body of group, but if the group splits, the mutations will still occur, but now the mutations become different. Because the two larger groups, that was one group, now they're two groups. The two groups are not intermingling with one another. And so they go down a separate line of changes. And those changes can become so great that in the, in the future future, when those two populations meet back up, they can no longer interbreed viable offspring. And when that occurs, that's the definition or the rough definition of speciation. They have they have successfully became two different species. That's how life evolves. That's how organisms have evolved on this planet. All right. So evolution is a combination between of descent with modification and natural selection. So now natural selection, where you get the notion of survival of the fittest. The reason why is because um, as Unc explained about the grasshoppers or the crickets, it's it's the survivability of of the ongoing future generations. So so uh, the grasshopper that can bury its eggs deeper in the soil versus the ones that's on the surface. It's not that that something is 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 selecting this or or that one. It's the fact that which one can survive into the next generation. So obviously the eggs that are buried lower or deeper into the soil will have more chances of surviving than the ones that are just that are just sitting there on the top for the predators to eat. So if you're going to eat all the babies of of one type of grasshopper, then they're not going to exist in the future. Whereas the whereas the grasshopper that could that could bury their young or eggs deeper, they're going to survive. So by default, those that species or that type of grasshopper will survive. And so therefore, you that we call that roughly natural selection and that's where you get the notion of survival of the fittest so hopefully i explain both of those points um to the, to the, the satisfactory of uh answering those two questions at the same time so y'all let me know yeah so so when you say survival of the fittest we really talking about survival of the fit genes uh what genes are more fit to deal with that environment all right so uh, you also got uh, so 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 we never want to leave uh, the African out, the African American out of the conversation. So y'all go to the Journal of Science and deal with uh, it's called cold snap makes lizards evolve in just a few months. So uh, you got this <laughs> this Harvard this Harvard student. Uh, he was going for his doctorate. Now he has his doctorate, his PhD. Uh, Shane C. Campbell. Okay, and he was actually studying that. And what happened was by accident, really. He was studying lizards and, and, and some cold, some bad weather came in, so he had to leave. Right? He came back two months later, and the population of lizards he was studying had damn evolved to deal with the cold. So y'all not gonna win. Y'all keep see, see the thing is, like 
we present sources that y'all can look up, evidence. Uh, we, 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 support, we, we show you black people in the fields making these strides, and y'all just talk shit. Excuse my language to the children listening. Y'all talk, y'all talk crap. See, that's the part that probably frustrates me the most. And I know it frustrates Wuja and the brothers and sisters on the squad, right? To the point where you, you got to understand that you can never acquiesce to debating people that ain't your equal. You can't do it. You cannot debate people that's not your equal. People will look at that and they won't be able to tell the difference. You can't do it. Right? Faulty premises, you can't do it. And so let me stop for one moment. Uh, Brother Reggie, that's my man. You know what I'm saying? We mad cool. But we're not having a debate at ass cat. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not a saw and Wujas and some jetties, quote unquote, uh, uh, equal on that subject. He's not. He might be the equal with me. He probably could debate me. See, I could debate Brother Reggie on that. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, like, you know what I mean? I couldn't say oh, I can't debate you, not my equal. I can't say that. The brother can be metanetra. But when you deal, but there's levels to this right here. And so when you fucking with uh, uh, one of the, I feel like uh, uh, one of the best, you know, metanetra teachers in the community, Wu Jia. You know what I'm saying? Like he read it like he reading English. I ain't seen nobody do that. Out of everybody, I ain't seen nobody do that. Right now, if y'all was to pull up a stellar, you know what I'm saying, and say, read that, he going to read it like he reading English. I ain't seen that. Reggie's not his equal on that subject. Come to a saw. Reggie's not his equal on that. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it. Nobody at the ASCAD conference is going to be the equal when it comes to a saw on that. Not Mario Beatty, not none of them. How about that? Yeah, I said it. So we're going to ASCAD to teach. That's what we're doing. We're going to teach. There is no debate. So don't let nobody come rouse y'all up like we debating. First of all, that's not even a form for debate. We're going to present our information like everybody else and keep it moving. So make sure y'all support the ASCAD conference in April. Soon we're going to put up our GoFundMe for y'all to help support us in that. I think it's like $200 a piece. You got to pay. That's what it is for Scholarly Conference. And then we got to get that. Wu Jia got, we got come from Atlanta. We got to get that. So we're looking for the support for the community in that. Right? So we taking the conscious community to ask cat. But we ain't taking that pseudo side. See, we taking that real scholarship. So I just want to make this super clear. Don't believe the hype. There is not a debate happening. Saw Wuja and them, Sanjeti Yoke. Listen, you do not debate those that aren't your equal. Y'all seen what happened? You just teach them. Y'all seen what happened with the metanetics debate? Y'all see they start running and hiding and scaring away like rats and roaches. What they did? Oh, we're not getting paid enough money. They was acting like we was going to Madison Square Garden. Saw about stupid Seti and young uh, Buzz Lightyears. All right, like we was presenting in front of a ma- in, in Madison Square Garden. They wanted 20000 apiece. It was clearly a tactic to run and scurry away like rats and roaches. Because they never was our equal on said subject. Definitely wasn't Wuja's equal. Definitely wasn't Asar equal. And sure as hell wasn't Sinjeti's equal. Now, they have, may have been 
uh, uh, my contemporaryan at. So I could have debated them two idiots. Yes. Wuja taught me the interworkings of why it was deciphered. That's how hard the shit was. I had to stay up with Dan Wuja for, for days and hours as he worked on two projects. This guy so brilliant in that subject that he was working on a book. The medicine has been deciphered. Has been deciphered. The rebuttal of Walter Williams, right? And teaching me why the metadata had been deciphered. He did all that. Then on me going back and forth with him, trying to learn, get man. So them niggas really, really, it could have been me against Pharaoh, uh, young Buzz Lightyear, and Cyrus Supersetti. Because trust me, I could have beat both of them up at the same damn time. So they definitely need two of them to go against me. But as for the rest of the brothers and sisters on the squad, man. They shouldn't have even been involved in that conversation because those guys aren't their equal. And y'all seen what happened? So we won't be doing that ever again. We're not debating those who are not our equals on said subject matter. Call it arrogant, say what you want to say. We just not doing it because it's going to always get ugly and it's going to always acquiesce to name calling and talking shit because they couldn't have did it anyway. They get frustrated when you don't understand the subject. So, hey man, look. Make sure y'all support us in that. I just want to put that out there. I know you got something to say about it, Wuja. And why you don't ain't like it's crazy to you. But go ahead, bro. Oh no, nah, I mean that that kind of uh came out came out the sky because <laughs> I was talking about uh natural selection and and yeah, uh, the ancestors gave it to me and uh uh descent with modification and now we talking about uh does Kimmet mean black? So man no i just threw that in there because you know reggie was on the show and i know he was talking about a damn debate so i just want to make sure it's not that it couldn't be that a debate you know go ahead go ahead how can a debate occur go ahead, i ain't go ahead. let him get away with it Unc. i ain't let him get away with it oh well you know everybody everybody who knows anything about me knows my feelings about all that stuff so i ain't even got to get into that um everybody saw everybody saw the the conversation what was crazy to me is how we and we got to take the blame for it the collective we uh we allow these these different topics and things to linger and to repeat uh like they're on repeat cycle instead of like marching forward like really unpacking conversations unpacking issues unpacking topics get to the nuts and bolts of it finding everything out and then logging it and then moving forward but instead we don't do it we halfway do things people get caught up monetize stuff create a entertainment value of it and all this good stuff which is okay but then by doing that we diminish the the completeness of a of an issue and so so it's always something lingering and we got to go back to it go back to it and it lingers like you know things are talked about for a whole year it's like it's like man if you if we were monitoring the quote-unquote conscious community whatever that is you can you could just see patterns how things are repeated over and over again like seasonally like just like how the Nile flooded every year certain things come up and and it's just it's really just keeping us stuck stuck and that's the part that's frustrating people are talking about like we talked about listen i i talked about the meaning of kemet or or whether it means black people or black land and all that kind of stuff over two years ago and i'm not saying that and and it's, it's been talked about before that but i'm saying i addressed it two years ago so to see it keep popping up and stuff like that and everything it's just to me it's crazy just like um a lot of different other topics so so we got to document stuff that's why that's why 
even about evolution and stuff. Like, for example, because I'm trying to get back into the ev in the evolution conversation. Um, because people uh, wrongly define what a theory is, you, know, you got people out there saying it's it's a it's just a theory. Evolution is just a theory. It's not fact, and they use that as a way to to negate it and to not deal with it. Because the moment you ask them a, a question about evolution, they can't answer, so they justify their ignorance by trying to demonize it. Oh, it's just a theory. So, like me, I'm just saying what I like to practice is is to is to eliminate things and to like document it. So, so like for example, um, on that question about evolution, there is a a um, you could go to the uh, a website Saber University, um, and take this little questionnaire, a ten. 10 question uh, questionnaire after watching a video so that you can be up to speed on what a theory is in uh, a scientific theory is. And so like I tell people, go do that first before you come talk to me about evolution, because what happens is we take too much time to explain the very fundamentals to people where they where where they need to read and deal with that information themselves. And so what it does, it holds us back, you know. If I got if I got to tell somebody that evolution doesn't address you buying a house, then then that's going to stop me from from dealing with ev the topic of evolution. If somebody come to me, well, evolution doesn't uh, help me buy a house. Evolution doesn't put food on my table and stuff like why? Well, like who are the people that do that kind of stuff? That's they, they that's that's a waste of time. And so a lot of these things are waste time. You know what I mean? And so for different reasons, you know, we, we got to blame ourselves collectively for for these things and these and, uh, you know, these outlets and platforms that allow this thing, these things to go and 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 deal with, you know, that uh, allow to keep their heads up and, and stay relevant. That's why I don't pay attention. I, you know, I mean, listen, I don't I don't do that. I don't do that. You know, these debates, I haven't seen a debate yet. I've seen fussing. I call it I call it a debate when people call it debates. It's just people fussing. Because people don't know how, no, really know how to debate. That's all it is. I, I don't get involved with the with the fussing drama. So, so we, so on the on the question of, of the decipherment, instead of all that, we just wrote a book, and and that's it. And can nobody deal with the book? You know, and if somebody were to deal with the book, then we address it. Outside of that, it's nothing to talk about. Same thing about any any of these topics. So so th this whole thing about um, that's coming up that you uh, mentioned about um, the question on the meaning of Kemet, um, the same thing. It's just a lingering thing. Like like even with what people heard so far, everything that people heard so far between the presentation uh, uh, that Asar Motep was involved with, uh, the brother Reggie coming on the Amara Squad platform and giving his presentation because he felt that the previous ones weren't good enough. So he stepped in to try to nudge it even further and everything. Even with all of that, everybody who spoke out on that besides Asar, Brother Asar and myself were actually really engaging in a straw man logical fallacy. They were talking about something different. Like it's almost like apples and oranges. And so, and so it's, it's, it, it gets down to, you know, like what are we dealing with? And so things like that keeps us back and then in that whole conversation you had a you had a peripheral element that comes in there of the respecting of the of the elders the elder scholars the you know i venerated deceased elder scholars with a uh, check the diop and all that stuff all that stuff was thrown in there to hype you know to fluff it up and hype it up and to create a 
agitated and exaggerated moments and stuff instead of just dealing with the daggone information itself. So that's where I, you know, that's 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 where I, I do. I, I don't deal with all that other all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, back to this um, evolution uh, things. I'm I'm trying to keep up with the questions that are in the um, thing, but I don't lost I don't lost track now. Uh, oh, somebody said that black people aren't mutations. We we are that. We are absolutely damn mutations. Just look at different colors of skin. Everybody not walking around one skin color. That's a variation. That's a mutation. Matter of fact, you know, natural environment affects the genes, and in turn, the genes affects the body and the phenotype. Well, well, uh, hey, we could keep it even simple. If if black people are well, I, I didn't read it. So if they say black people are not uh, mutations or whatever, I don't know how they how they word it, but. It's just real simple. Um, take 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 any group of black people. If that group of black, what do you whatever you call them, black people, take a group of that, right? Get a group, get a group of that uh, together, and ask them what is their paternal or maternal haplogroup. And if if all of the people that you're talking to have the exact same haplogroup, then guess what? They're not the same. They have they have different mutations. So you cannot say that black people don't have mutations or aren't or aren't mutations or whatever the case is. The fact that we have different haplogroups. Remember, haplogroups, when you see the codes, like you see E1B1A, E1B1B, and all that kind of stuff, or E or M, and all those kinds of things, those are, are um, labels for mutations. E1B1A and all of its sub sub uh uh codes code letters and things like that those are labels for mutations instead of calling a, instead of calling a mutation uh bob or uh this mutation harry they they label mutations by codes and so every single haplogroup and and mind you they're 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 in a hierarchy they're subdivided and subdivided every single one of those codes represents a mutation so you nobody can sit here and say that you know any group of people on the planet are not mutations where where everybody on the planet who is alive today is part of a paternal or maternal haplogroup which represents a mutation so that's simple that's real simple so anyway i just you know address that what you just said but yeah i can't i, I don't know if any other questions coming up i'm trying to um i'm trying to Keep up with some of the questions that are, that are asked, but I got to scroll too far at this point. It won't even let me scroll all the way back up to where I was. But anyway, I hope everybody under, un, understands that you know, um, evolution is not something to run with. Evolution is not is not a white thing, um, or a black thing. Evolution, it, uh, life itself is a participant in evolution. Evolution is a change through time. And specifically with the theory of evolution, theory, again, is an explanation. So it's an explanation of facts. Let me be more specific. A theory is an explanation of facts. That's the gist of it. All right. I got a, I got a question from Brother Ong, or Brother Wajau. Hey, Brother Wajau. Ask Ong, will we evolve into a higher form of species through the evolution process? You say what? Hey, send us all the link to Wujab. 
Hey, Brother Garfield Akko, we evolved into a higher form of species through the evolution process. Okay, I'll I, 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 um, take on that real quick. Um, we have to be careful by saying higher. Okay, so let's 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 address that first. Let's let's eliminate higher. Um, will we evolve? Yes, we are constantly evolving. But when we say higher, now you now now we're being subjective, and I, I'll tell you why. Because the the uh, general consensus among the community, right, is that Europeans or what people call white people are um, are lower or lesser because they lack melanin and all that. You know, the whole melanin melanin. Um, uh, conversation and things like that but and they would say that that black uh or melanated people would be a higher you know in this higher lower uh comparison but now the thing is is that uh people hey, Buja, you hear me no nah, i didn't uh, you you must have been muted i didn't hear anything yeah, yeah i said give a give a solid link okay all right i will um so uh pale, no i'm cutting you off but i missed the question that, that, uh, that, um, okay, let me just all right, let me finish. So, uh, people with pale skin would be quote unquote higher or dominant or stronger in Arctic climates. If you have a if you have high concentrations of melanin and you have a very dark skin that blocks a lot of the uh, UV rays from the sun, and you live in an Arctic environment. Then, then you're going to have other problems where people with pale skin will not. And so the pale skin in that environment is the stronger, whereas the melanated person will be the weaker, quote unquote. Okay, so we got to be careful this higher and lower. But anyway, to answer your question, I, I point that out to kind of explain why we need to stay away from saying higher and lower and stuff like that. But the fact that we are evolving, um, we're, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly evolving. It's a very, 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 very slow and gradual process, but we are constantly evolving. Natural selection is at play at all times and mutations or change through uh, descent with modification is occurring at all times. Matter of fact, even from a parent, a set of parents to a child, there is a, um, um, a mutation that occurs there in that, in that, you know, the recombination of the genes. It's a, it's a, it's a process called recombination where you get 23 from uh, chromosomes from one parent, 23 from the other, and you don't get the exact same ones. If even if you have, a, if you have a, a brothers and sisters, uh, full blood blooded brothers and sisters have the same parents, those brothers and sisters will not have the same set of uh, genes that are transferred from both parents. You get you you get uh fifty percent and fifty percent yes, but it's not the same fifty percent for all the siblings. Out of the hundred, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to kind of quickly uh, touch on that. But anyway, that's that's me taking a stab at that. So yes, we we will be evolving, but I, you know we got to stay away from the higher and lower. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because that's because there's no such thing. That's why there is no direction in evolution. That's why. And when you talk about recessive genes, right? There's re you got recessive genes, you got dominant genes. Uh, the, the the way it sounds will throw you off, right? So dominant genes, to have six fingers, I mean, that's a dominant trait. Now, how many people want that dominant trait? Nobody. 
So recessive, how many people want the dominant trait of dark skin in the northern regions of the planet? Nope, you wouldn't want that. So dominant genes can have a diverse effect on your health in the wrong environment. Okay? Recessive genes in the wrong environment can have a diverse effect in the wrong environment, right? Simple as that. Most people don't understand dominant and recessive. So pale skin is recessive, but it's helpful in the area where you don't need, when sunlight is sparse, you need light to, to come through and give you vitamin D, okay? But to have that dominant gene of darker skin in that area will literally kill you. And over time, less babies will be born. Remember, evolution occurs on the population, not on individuals. Simple as that. Just wanted to put that in there. They said, I don't think the question was about race, but about humans and animals. Humans are animals. Humans to animals, yeah. No, humans are animals. You can't separate humans uh -huh. from animals. The only way you can learn about humans is study the other animals around them. You can't learn about humans by just studying humans. You can't learn about human behavior by just studying. You, you can't separate us from the other living organisms. That's a mistake. It's a non-cipher. <laughs> They say I just got my picture chilling on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to Wujab. He probably didn't even give uh, up the day from me. He dropped off. I'm here, but you know, when everybody, else, people are teaching, they don't need to interrupt. And if you agree, if you agree with the information, I don't have a rebuttal. Yeah. A Anthony Brown. Oh, who gave Anthony <laughs> Brown the link? We kicked them off. Did you give out that you gave out that thing, Wuja? The link to Asar? Asar just got on. Oh, how you doing, brother? He said, can anyone on the panel show one example of population evolution? Where you been the whole time? Population evolution? Yeah. What you mean population evolution? That that is evolution. It, it occurs in the population. Yeah. So, okay, here you go. Let me let me show you something. Let me give you an example real fast. <laughs> so look at the koi sign, right? Koi sign, a uh, 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 light brown, a uh, uh, light the brown, the light brown, right? Okay, so they they don't have a separate origin from the rest of humanity. So how can people living in Kenya, in, in the Sud and Sudan, got jet black skin? They got jet black skin. We had the koi sign got the got some of the lightest complexions in Africa. So there you go. So if we got uh, a population of Africans that start out in one area of Africa, how in the hell do the Koi Sand got the light the brown and get people living in Kenya and, you know what I'm saying, in Central Africa got on the equator and Sudan got darkest. Now, if, there you go. Look at that population get lighter over time and transform as it go in a different environment. That's your answer. 
We can't even hear you, Asal. That's because I have my um, mic muted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was simple enough. <laughs> yeah, let's answer that question, though. That's that's that, that's showing you the, the human population. Go to China, and that's an example of the human population evolving. <laughs> Go to North America. Right now, where you at? Look at the native population. That's an example. Go to uh, uh, Asia. You know what I'm saying? Northern Asia, right? That that's an example. Go Ooh, go sure. to uh, uh, um, man. Go to the guy dag on Papua New Guinea. Go to Australia. That's an example of the population that has evolved. They all look different. Why? Right. Because natural because natural selection is occurring. I think something that needs to be uh, stressed is is I think that everybody needs to really you know that's why I try to recommend um, books or references for people to really get if they can and and uh, take the time out to study because sometimes the questions a lot of questions I've seen are questions coming from. Um, a place of ignorance and i don't mean that in a negative way it's just like you know whatever we don't know we we're definitely going to ask about so that's a natural thing but in order to have some really good questions some some you know some um questions with with a good substance that pushes the knowledge forward you really have to take some time out to, to do some studying so that you can narrow the questions into some real informed questions you know because anybody can ask uninformed you know you know like if you overhear somebody talking about something and you know nothing about then yeah you you're gonna have a lot of questions about it just based on the simple fact that you don't know nothing about it but i think we we really need to get into a habit a good habit of doing some preliminary studying on things and then try to try to come from questions from that place as as opposed to shooting in the in the clear blue sky or out in the deep sea, uh, in the ocean. All right, because I see it happen. I'm not saying any particular person or whatnot, but I see it just in general on, um, you know, on all these different platforms, Facebook, YouTube, etc. So, man, you know, we really got to get into a habit of of studying. We got to we got to make studying cool again, you know, and 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 how to study, you know, and not to be all over the place and stuff. And we got to really, really kind of dial back on the emotional aspect and start pers personifying information uh, as well, you know? So I, j I just want to emphasize that, you know, as part of the conversation that we really need to do better uh, with that. All right. So just want to kind of put that out there and to specifically deal with uh, that kind of uh, question. Um, what I said earlier to expand is that um, you have, uh, descent through modification and natural selection. But we have to understand that with questions like um, population, evolution, or sh or when people ask, can you show an example of evolution or population, evolution, et cetera, you have to, in order to really talk about that and, and have a good dialogue about it, you have to understand genetic variation in a population and how it's determined. You know, and what are the factors? Mutation, natural selection, genetic drift, genetic hitchhiking, and gene flow, these are all uh, elements that go into the determination of genetic variation in a population to begin with. 
So when you ask, can you show examples of it? Like people got to be up on that stuff in order to even know what we're looking at. Let's say, let's say we were to show an example of it. People, a lot of people, if you don't know, you won't even know that that's what you're looking at. Okay. And so, and we get this all the time. All right. So, so that's, so, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. And, and I could show, you know, different examples with anything, even with the, like the language, for example, um, when we were trying to explain about the um, Egyptian language and the writing system, there are so many things that we had to explain that, that, that are prerequisites in order for us to address the, the uh, present question, you know, and we get it all the time. You, you know, you, we have to kind of back up and explain things in order to bring people up to speed in order to even understand the answer to the question that they ask. You know, so we got to be mindful of that. And I'm hearing a, I'm hearing a lot of uh, noise on here, but okay. That's me. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, no, I think that's uh, Unk's mic. That ain't my mic. I ain't said nothing. No, not voice, noise, noise. It no. it was me. I was moving on my recliner. Right, I ain't even move. My phone put up on the thing. Calm down. <laughs> What's going yeah. on, family? I know I've been quiet in the back. I've been over here working and taking phone calls. Uh, just trying to type a little bit in the back and provide some source references for the family too, because that's always a great way to study. Uh, when you you know you're having a, you know comparative analysis or discussion, anything that has to do with scientific value. So. I'm pretty sure some of you guys have been seeing some of the stuff we've been posting. Just trying to add some value, as we always do over here, uh, you know, on the channel. So, uh, again, just want to touch on some uh, what Giles said, in essence, to, again, dumbing some of this stuff down. Not to say that our people are dumb, but when we have an in-depth discussions like we're having today, especially if it's not someone's field of study or conversation, a lot of the information may kind of seem, you know, a little bit ambiguous to them. So when we're thinking about or talking about variants or gene variants or variations of genes or the difference of that, values of mutations is specifically designed, you know, or, or I would say presented as alleles, so to speak, which basically means just, uh, you know, different shades of, of, of our genetic flavors, so to speak, right? So that's basically what an allele is. For some of you guys have taken your DNA tests or have not, you know, you're going to want to pay attention to, you know, the values of your allele values uh, to kind of see, you know, that distinction of the mutations, therefore, that or what we call mutation or gene variants. So anytime you see that word alleles, just understand it just basically means flavors right? or different aspects of, of, of the gene, the different values when it comes to hair texture. Uh, you know, again, you know, certain values of skin texture, when, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, saturation when we're talking about different geographical regions. Uh, obviously, you know, further we move up north, you're going to have more pale skin. The more you move close to the equator, you're going to have more what chocolate and dark skin. Right. So uh, which is great. So, again, when we have that you know person run up on you to try to question your authenticity when it comes to you know our ancestors being in, obviously in you know now valid civilization go back and look at that heat map when it comes to skin color gene variation and you'll see there's a lot of dark skinned people there so how can a white person been sitting on the throne back in a time where you know we were really fully in control of our destiny uh so again just want to put that out there again always sidebar and add more distinct color and flavor to the conversation breaking it down uh, i understand how people you know really really get excited you know uh, when these discussions are coming, you know, coming forth, and sometimes it can be a little bit, you know, problematic to them trying to, you know, ingest it. Uh, so just want to add that. So, but I'm meeting Mike here. Now, proud property of panel as always to distinguished guests uh, that's in the back chat. We appreciate you guys as well. Like, share, subscribe to the show.
yeah so um yeah like i said i couldn't keep up with the with the uh with the questions so i'm, I'm trying to see if there's any fresh questions in there i hope uh you know we're answering some of the questions that have been asked uh but overall listen we got to be scientifically literate we have to stop making an enemy out of all this stuff just because we don't um like something doesn't mean you know that is is false or whatever the case is and, and because we may be lazy doesn't mean that we have to demonize things either uh i see right now i am king salsa uh is evolution a fact yeah uh, fact in a theory well we got to define it's like change is a fact change is, a, is an observable phenomenon that happens every day all day so so the very uh basic definition of what evolve means and evolution means as a process is indeed a fact but when most people use that word evolution they're talking about the theory of evolution the theory of evolution is not a fact it is an explanation of a series of facts all right so we have to be very very specific about that so is evolution a fact in order to answer the question you have to understand the difference between the theory of evolution which is an explanation of a series of facts which is what a scientific theory is in any subject and then the fact of the of the reality that change occurs all day every day so the, the, the rudimentary definition of evolve and evolution is a fact but the theory of evolution is a explanation that's what a theory is all right, so hopefully that. Um, uh, yeah, that's, why we, that's why we say it's a fact and a theory. It's both. Yeah, but we we got to define it's though, because now now we we sound like we're talking about the exact same thing, and it's not. Evolution is a fact and a theory. Well, there's a fact of evolution, and and there's a theory of evolution. They're not the right. Same. So it's both. That's that's the point I'm making, Wuja. And we know that that, that that a theory organizes the facts. Want to produce a source on that? Uh -oh. No, or, no. Or, or is it more so a variation? I would say. I would. I would beg to say. I think it's more of a variation uh, because that the, the distinction and the definition value, but they are both synonymous in some aspects, meaning they parallel certain values. Uh, but there's going to be distinctions on the fact side, then there's going to be distinctions on the uh, the theory side of it. And I think uh, if we can explain that a little bit to the to the back chat, so the, you know we can keep the family abreast. Uh, well, that's what and knowledge. Well, that's what I that's what I, I that's what I did. See, we gotta we gotta qualify what we mean by because when when that, whenever you say one thing is two things, you you know you have to explain it because it doesn't make sense how one thing can be two things simultaneously unless you explain you know why and that's what i did so explain the why right evolution, facts and the theory okay evolution as a theory is not a fact evolution as a fact is a fact so evolution uh the word evolution you know that's what i'm saying you got we got that that see we got to unconfuse the, the folks that's why the question keep coming up evolution in and of itself meaning to evolve or to change is a fact the explanations given 
about biological changes that occur over, over long periods of time, that is a theory. That is an explanation of facts that are observed and so on and so forth. So, so that, that's the, the breakdown of the two. Um, because it leads into um, people saying things like I'm reading right now. An explanation is speculation, period. And that's not true. See, I can see this is why I say that that people re we, we really, really got to do better in, in scientific literacy and research methodology and just the scientific method, period, and things like that. So we can properly label and describe the things that we do and the things that we observe and stuff like that. OK, so we have to understand uh, that to speculate on something. Um, and to explain something, I mean, you know, we don't use those words like that. So, so, you know, we're reaching, it's like, it's like, we're trying to create, create some drama that's not needed. Just, just relax. We, people need to relax and just understand that a fact, listen, first of all, a fact is an actual happening. A fact is something, all facts are past tense. There's no such thing as a future fact. All right. All facts are, are a happening. Or, or something that occurred, an occurrence, something that has actually occurred. Look up the word fact, factum. It's something, it's something that occurred. So there's no such thing as a future fact, technically. Hey, Wajao, can I, can I just interject for one second with my hoarse, sick voice for a second? All right. Um, if you're an Abrahamic faith believer, I'm going to say this again for the fourth time today. If you believe that God created man, that evolution is a lie. Tell us how man came about. How did humans get here on the earth? I want you to explain that to us because instead of saying evolution is a lie, now we got this guy, Kev Gills, with a whole show now on Brother Reggie on his channel right now live saying that they need to boycott the house of consciousness because he's teaching that Africans came from apes, you know, or came from monkeys. I'm like, this, these people... I don't know. You guys been teaching evolution for how long? And people don't understand that we're not even talking about monkeys, for one. And 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 just the fact that people rather believe some some somebody that said, "Hey, um, let's make man today," and they send their kids to these schools that teach evolution is a fact. I, I don't get it. Why are you sending your kids to school then? It don't make no sense because they teach in school that it's a fact. So if if you don't believe in science, don't go to school. Don't go to the doctor. Don't get your blood drawn. Just meditate and let the sun heal you or something. Do like what them, them crazy people teach on the internet. It's ridiculous. If you don't have a concrete argument or a source, just shut up. Just watch. Look back. Look at what the brothers are saying and research it and then come back with your information. Uh, Garka, yeah, that's, what, that's what I say. Like, listen, man, I, I, I learned a long time ago that we cannot save everybody. Like we can't save everybody. So anybody that will listen to someone in 2019 and they start off an argument by saying don't do something because they teach that man come from monkeys or, or apes and whatnot. When that's not, in fact, what is actually occurring, then they deserve that. They deserve to follow that. Like we can't like at, at some point we have to have we have to have a threshold like, you know, we have to have we have to start drawing some lines, you know, and start start. Uh, making these lines more definitive as opposed to blurry, you know, these blurry lines. So at some point we got to have cutoff points, 
you know, and, and that's just a cutoff point. Any At this point, anybody that keeps repeating that and keeps listening to people to repeat that, then they, they're, they're not the, the quality of, of, of the attention that we need to move forward. Like, you know, we can only do this and say things so many, but so many times. Because what happens is eventually they will slow everybody down. Remember, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if we continue to address that stuff all the time, then then it's going to weaken the whole bigger body. And, and, and you can't do that. So so at, at some point, it's got, you know, got to say enough is enough. And like people are just going to get it. Know that we nobody teaches that human beings come from monkeys and human beings do not come from modern apes. Human beings are of the family called